welcome to episode 16 of Into the Podcast. I'm your host, Sam, and I'm joined by host number two, or number one, depending how you want to put him, Ryan Chittendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendend
The Last of Us. The Last of Us. Episode, episode four. Four? Mm. Yeah, four. So let's have a little chat about this then. What did you think to episode four? Obviously very different to episode three. Yeah, and I think it, no matter what followed three, it was always going to be a bit of a come down, I think. But it got us back on track for storyline, which is what we needed. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And I enjoyed it, don't get me wrong. There's nothing, mm. nothing about it, I think compared to the first three were such like big heavy hitters that this one felt like a little bit not a filler episode because i think i'd be doing it a disservice but yeah. it felt like okay like you said it's like almost realigning us let's get us back on track because this is where we're now headed there's a couple of nice moments you know them sort of bonding you know like having a bit of a laugh over the jokes and stuff she fucking told one of my jokes. I know, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can't wait to mention this on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> she told one of my jokes. I was like, girl. <laughs> Clearly a big fan of the podcast. Clearly <laughs> a big fan of the podcast. That, that, that was recorded a year ago, but yeah. still, fuck it. No, no, I think they had to put rewrites in, you know, Yeah, quick, yeah, 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 last just, minute, just when we did it. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was good. I, it was, I enjoyed it. I just love Pedro Pascal. So do I. He's just so good in everything ever. I know, yeah. I saw, I watched um, his interview with like Jimmy Fallon on whatever Jimmy Fallon shows. Uh, yeah, whatever that is, yeah. Not the late show, is it? Because that's the late... The late, late show's James, James Corden. Corden. Is it just Tonight with Jimmy Fallon? I think it might be, yeah. Anyway, um, and then they were just on about how like he's, he's just like the king of TV. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. And film. Because Mandalorian comes out, season three comes out, at the end of this month or yeah. the start of March? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very soon. So he will have, in theory, he'll have The Last of Us and Mandalorian out at the same time. That's madness, isn't it? Unbelievable. And, obviously, we'll all be watching The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent because that's something you have to watch every month. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a legal requirement because yeah. it's just outstanding. Uh, I do really want to watch that film, <laughs> too. It's so I, I, good, is it? I've <laughs> <laughs> only watched it once so far and... <laughs> I feel like I'll pick up on so much more. Oh, definitely. The more I watch it. That is one of those films that you will always go back to, isn't it? It's just fun, wasn't it? It was just, yeah. a, it was just a laugh, which I enjoyed. Um, but we're also watching Narcos as well. So I'm, oh, getting, I'm on a are, yeah. proper Pedro. Full Pedro, yeah. Um, hype at the moment, yeah. You've yeah. not watched that, have you? No, still haven't. There's yeah. so many things on my watch list that I keep saying I'll get round to, I won't. But at the end of the day, I need to know what happens with Chainsaw Tits. I was literally about to ask you, <laughs> where, where, where's the latest with Chainsaw Tits? So, I've not really watched a lot more. I've only watched a couple of episodes. What happened? Uh, so, they tried to kill him because there was a demon that was like, I want you, you to feed us Deji. And right. they all tried to kill him, and a lot of shit happened. There was no tit touching. Shame. And that's about it, really. So, yeah, I think I've only watched another one or two episodes. It's one of those things, because I've been ill as well. Although it's a cartoon, it's anime, so it should be easy watching. Oh, it's not. It's fucking subtitled. So yeah, I mean, even that, it's like when... The bits that we watched, it's just full-on attack of your senses. It's could, it's an intense show. I could get on with that. I think I'd be fine with it. Because bearing in mind, too relaxed, I watch horror and shit. Oh, yeah, I guess. So I'd be fine with that. It's just the fact that when you're already feeling really fucking like thick-headed, the last thing you want to do is stare at a screen like, oh, trying yeah, to read concentrate and try and read. Even though know, all they're talking about is tits. tits yeah. It doesn't matter. Like You still want to be able to. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, no chainsaw tits. But yeah, episode four of The Last of Us, it, it had... I might get being up for this. It had Walking Dead feels to it. Yeah, I agree. Um, but unfortunately, I think it's always going to have that, isn't it? Because you're kind of in a 
post-apocalyptic world where there's zombies. Yes, absolutely. And now they're fighting real people in different areas and different sort of QZs and yes. stuff. Um, it did feel very Walking Dead-esque. But still better. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, early Walking Dead was back. I mean, Walking Dead's whole other conversation. Yeah, um, oh, God, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I get, I get that. I totally get that. I suppose the... Did the Last of Us? When did the Last of Us game come out? No idea. Ah, uh, it will have. That won't have been pre Walking Dead, will it? No, it wouldn't have been. Because Walking Dead once started what 2011. It was 2011. I remember. 2011 I, was it? 2010, 2011. Because I was at, I was at uni. I can remember it. And all my housemates we sat down and watched it. 2013, the Last of Us game came out. Yeah. So been ripping off the walking dead this whole time <laughs> doing it better <laughs> doing it better i mind saying that the first fucking four or five seasons of the walking dead are incredible yeah oh absolutely quality i've then never it, finished it i, 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 I never will yeah i 100 gave up on it which is like this is bullshit now. yeah but, yeah i agree anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't want to talk about it. um anything else for the intro oh saturday night we had a nice little night out didn't we we after, did we did yeah after a drink and you know what it was really weird because we supped some like bearing in mind we must have had what five six beers here yeah um and a whiskey yeah and then we went out and still drank quite a bit but it was like paced that well that by the time we got home i was that really awesome drunk of if I drink a pint of water now, I know I'll be fine in the morning. Yeah. And I slept on this shitty sofa, which I hate as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the next morning, bearing in mind, I probably only got three, four hours sleep. I felt fucking banging. I think that was it. The only thing, it was just a lack of sleep. That was yes. the only thing I woke up and I was a little bit like, oh, you know when you're just groggy because you know you're not slept enough. Yeah. I didn't feel hungover at all. Yeah, it was good. Um, but I taught you both dancing, didn't I? It did. So we must have sweated all the alcohol out of us. This is it. So I took you both to, you'd be, I'd taken you there before, but it was only there for about an hour because it was dead as fuck. But there is a proper, horrible, dingy, gross rock club in Lincoln yeah. called Sugar Cubes. And it's just a rite of passage that you have to, if you're into rock music, you go there and you rock your tits off. <laughs> and that's what we did. We went to went to a cocktail bar, went to a gaming bar, went uh, to another like place where you and me bought some very expensive fucking weird beers. They were beautiful beers. They were some lovely, of them. but they were some fucking expensive. Yeah. They were like £8 a can. Oh shit, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I spent a lot of money there. <laughs> yeah, I forgot And then about we that. just uh, treated us all to chips and cheese, and then we uh, went and got fucking smashed up. Yeah, just started... Uh, just danced. Just headbanging for the rest of the night. And it just came back to me when we was listening, as the we, I clicked record and the intro was going, can you remember Claire doing the ukulele all night? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah just yeah, come yeah. back to me when I did it. Like she was trying to air guitar, but she's ukulele. She was like, she? A, like a little ukulele, and yeah. it just become a bit of a thing with that circle around us. Like everyone just started ukulele just... with it, didn't yeah. they? <laughs> <laughs> it was like the coolest thing ever. Like it started off like I was like Claire, what are you doing with your ukulele? Yeah, like, Next minute, solo, twenty you... people in a circle around us <laughs> ukuleleing with her. She like started a trend. <laughs> Amazing. But it was a banging night. Really fucking enjoyed it. And it was nice. I mean, it was really nice to have Claire down and, and let us see our, our end. How did you find the last episode? Having the wife on? It was good fun. In your territory. Yeah, it was good fun. Not too scared? I, I was a little bit scared. Still married? Still married. Still married. You know what? I thought we smashed the uh, the quiz. The, you like, did the, fucking the, brilliantly. The Mr. and Mrs. ones. Yeah, you did. We actually must pay attention to each other. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I couldn't tell you that much about anybody in my life. <laughs> Honestly, I, could, I don't think I could say that much about me. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like some of the answers are like, I don't even know myself. <laughs> and then Claire like, no, no, it's this, it's this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah of course yeah. it is. Yeah. But yeah, you fucking smashed it. Like, because I was a little bit worried. Because obviously when I did the one for you and Max, to me, I was like, well, this isn't that hard. Because I knew all right, some of them reading the answer, I was like, shit, of course it is. Mm. But I knew a lot of the answers to the questions. So I was like, oh, this isn't, but then, I, you know, I was like, oh, but that, that's my knowledge. Yeah. Shit, am I going to make this too hard for you two? I'm still going to call you out on some of those questions for the bloody Christmas quiz. I'm like, <laughs> how many letters are delivered in America? <laughs> um, all right. 12. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was funny because uh, last night I tried to ring you on Discord, didn't I? So we could have a game. And I, oh, yeah. and I accidentally rang the chat with you, me and Max instead of you, me and Kyle. You did. Max answered and he went, hello. I went, oh, I didn't mean to call you. He was like, oh, yeah, anyway, just, oh, before you go, blah, blah, blah. I said, yeah, you know, talking about whatever. And he goes, oh, one last thing, actually. Don't fucking call me out and call me a prick just because I beat you on a quiz. <laughs> I was like, don't blame me, it's Ryan. I'll call him out all the time, Max. <laughs> I, I loved you on the quiz. You were great. You put Ryan in his place. <laughs> that boy certainly knows Scotland and he, its foods. He bloody does. He knows Scottish food and Scottish uh, petrol stations. Great story. Very well. <laughs> Great story. Um, right, should we get straight into munching? I, I, I'm, I'm peckish. So what I am fucking loving about this podcast at the minute is we're not having to buy our own treats very often. No. So we you don't. bought um, Jaffa cakes two weeks ago? Mm, sounds about right. I think it was two weeks ago. And before that, I can't remember the last time we bought a fucking... I think the one before that was that shitty grape carver I bought. Might have been. I've got the twirl. Oh, as well. the twirl. It might be the one after that. But yeah, we've not we've not had to buy our own fucking People snack. People are throwing but, snacks at us left, but, right, and centre. But please keep it coming, because if you don't, we'll just stop doing the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we spend enough money getting this podcast out there. We don't want to be buying treats as well. This is costing all of you like 50p for a treat. Just come on, help us. If you're not doing that, we're gonna make you sign up to Patreon. <laughs> so this week, you tell us what they are, mate, because this comes from one of your family members. Yeah, it was my auntie Kath. So I was up there for it was her sixtieth birthday, and we were up there a few weeks ago for a party. And uh she gave us a, some snack. Snacks. Yo, she gave us uh, two snacks, didn't she? One she, of them was an absolute piss take to me. Why? Didn't you not not like your packet of rich tea biscuits? I've never <laughs> met your Auntie Kath. Why does she hate me so much? <laughs> oh, brilliant. Auntie Kath, who is Drew, Drew, uh, Drew Flanagan Music's mother. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've got no idea why Kath hates me, but... <laughs> yeah. We're in a crosshairs now. Yeah, I know. Um, so she sent us some Barney Milk Soft Baked Bears. Now, if you don't know what these are, you will. Google them. They're basically baby treats kind of thing. They're like toddler treats. They're fucking yeah. outstanding. I don't think I've ever had these before. Have you not? So I, I used to them. get these for Little and all the time. So they're a little bit like rusks. Back in the day, you always had rusks in for the baby or whatever. Um but these are stuff that I used to give to my little one when she was very little, just as a little snack, just to keep them going or around lunchtime. And the problem is you get like five in a pack. She'd get mm. one, I'd eat the other four because they're that good, but you wouldn't buy them unless you have a kid. Yeah. So the fact that these turned up, I was like, Kath, brilliant. Yeah, I know. Amazing. <laughs> um, oh, we couldn't. Do you know what? I've just thought. What? We couldn't possibly eat these without um, having some lovely music to uh, soothe us. Oh, shit. Yeah, we better do, actually. We can't eat these. Mind you, they came from Kath as well. Exactly. Right. Drew, do your mama proud. 
Here come Sam and Ryan, listen to them both speak. They've come for hours all with their pop culture critique. But are you even a nerd if you don't overread? So come on, everybody, it's the snack of the week. Is that... Are we just going to add that to... I think we should <laughs> Yeah, fucking rather right that. Remind me to do that every time. I, I enjoyed that. Right, should we eat some Barney milk soft baked bears? Let's bloody do it. I'm so excited for this. I love these fucking things. Oh, look at that! Look, look. His hand is like a little bear, oh, and yeah. his little hands are uh, little hands and feet are different, different colour. And oh, God, it's really soft. Oh, yeah, man. Get that fucker in right, your gut. Okay, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't gone for all of it at no. once. No. What are you doing? What's going on? You feeling all right? No, I'm not. <laughs> Just ripped his little head off. Oh, God, these are so good. Mm. These are great. They are fucking insane, aren't they? Mm. Little gooey centre. Mm. Milky what? gooey centre. That's naughty, that. Mm. Very naughty. Um, I can't quite work out what the flavour is. Milk. <laughs> it says there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I drink milk a lot. This doesn't taste, it doesn't taste like this. Mm. Well, baked with simple ingredients. Flour, milk, and egg. Really? 97 calories per bear. And 60% less saturated fat. Boom. They're so good. And also, on the back of the box, there's a nice spy game. Fucking fun for the whole family, this. this is, that's soft gooey scent now. Yeah, it's insane, isn't it? Mmm. That is top tier. Exactly. Yeah. How many? Oh. oh, there's two more in the box. Yes, calf. What worries me is that she had one and then gave them to us. Does that mean she didn't like oh, it? No, there's another one oh, there's a full there's pack. A, it's a full pack. Yes. Oh, oh it's I... different bear on each in the, on the front. Is this it? one's a little skateboarder. Oh yeah, mine was catching butterflies and this one flying kites. Cute. Right, well, I'm definitely eating that shortly. Yeah. So, once ten. Um, a little bit claggy. Oh yeah, I'm glad I've got my Coca Cola here. I'll I drank honest. all mine, so I think pair that with a glass of milk. <gasps> oh, you dirty bitch! That's a that's a nine point five. Oh, that is top. It is top tier, isn't it? Yeah, we have had honestly our snacks. Bearing in mind we started off with nerds. Oh god, they were so bad. Cereal. Oh, and, what are some of the other ones we had? Oh, fucking hell! Oh, them crisps were good. Them spooky Chris, them yeah, people doing Chris. They were going back they now. Were good, they were a few months ago now. Mm. Um, so I'm glad we've gone away from just getting random shit and just eating top tier stuff. It's great. And just reminding people of the great things that are out there instead of just, oh, these are weird. Yeah. It's like it is it's nice to remind people. Like I, like my sister men- me- messaged the other day saying like when we were on about the Jaffa cakes and the mini ones that we used to get mm. in, the, in the patch, like, oh my god, I fo- forgot these were yeah. even a thing. Yeah. You know? Well, how many times do we get tagged in that twirl? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, yeah. There was a meme on Facebook saying our twirl is basically like a hard man's flake. Yeah. Which is what we mentioned what on we the podcast, said. wasn't it? And we got tagged in that meme, both of us together and the podcast about 800 I times. <laughs> Everyone just was just tagging it. Up. And it was just like our tags that were the, all the, like, obviously t- re- most relevant comments to me. Yeah. yeah literally they about were all three, just four, under five each other, times, <laughs> just both of us tagged in it. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking brilliant. Sounds banging. Um, I think we should jump straight into 
another segment. And I'd like to get this one in nice and early this week because it might take a little bit of time. Oh, yeah. So I want to take us into the Eliminator. Let's do it. Let's do this. There can be only one. It is time for the Eliminator. So, Ryan, who is in the steel cage of dread this week? Oh, sorry. I'll try and definitely jump. I thought you'd have finished that by now. Sorry, no, mate. a little bit left. Because your face is in front of that pop shield in front of your mic. I couldn't see you chewing. Sorry. Chew, chew, chew. Thought I'd get another Barney Milk in. Whilst the Eliminator song was playing. <laughs> that is fucking brilliant. Would well, you want me to announce it, mate? Will you take a little yeah, sip of please. a Freeway Tropical Crush? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> okay, so this week we have Captain America versus Thor Ragnarok. Now, I've been sharing every week, obviously when we put the um, posters up, I've been updating the leaderboard and how it's going so far. It's starting to look juicy. It is, yeah. So the next round is starting to look fucking filthy. Obviously, we've still got a good, what, like six to go, I think, six battles to go. Three battles, three or four, anyway. But anyway, yeah, the next round is starting to look fucking juicy, yeah. and it's going to start getting hard soon. It, it, it is, because I think whilst, you know, like we said, we, we like all of these films, every week so far, it's been it's been a clear winner. It's not really been a much of a debate. We've been sad to see some of the films go, obviously, but it's always been an out-and-out winner. Whereas, yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be hard. So before we go into it, and I want you to be completely honest with me, do you believe this one is a clear winner? This one? This week's. Going into it, I would have said yeah. I was undecided of what I was going to pick until I played that then. Really? 100%. I um, watched, I'm making a point of watching both films. Yeah. Um, I try doing both on the same night if I can. If I've got a night, I've got fuck all on. I'm like, right, get in from work. The first thing I do, so if I get in at half four, five o'clock, I will bang one on, cup tea, sit and watch it. And then I normally go up to bed after that film and watch the second one in bed. Yeah. Okay. So get them both done. Um, and yeah, I was undecided. And bearing in mind, Thor Ragnarok is up there with one of my favourite films. Yeah. I was undecided. Wow. So I would like you to go first this week, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. So I'll talk about Captain America Mm -hmm. first, and then I'll see what you think about Captain America. Go. So when did this... This was what, the fourth film to come out? I think it was, yeah. So we had Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2... Then was it Thor? Then the, then Captain America. In terms of um, chronological order, I think so. Yeah. Well, at the end of Captain America, so the post trailer. That's what post, leads into the, trailer, the Avengers. It leads into the Avengers, and it shows all the yeah. characters. So he was point. like the last one of like Phase One before that the the Avengers. Yes. Um. So going into this film, I, I didn't know a lot about Captain America as a character. Other than, you know, he's the poster boy for America. So straight away I was turned off by that. Yeah. You know, the idea that 
oh, America, yeah, we're great. Like, we're going to save the day. You know, that sort of mentality. And, and I think a lot of people were as well, the idea that oh, he's just going to be a bit of a dick. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and obviously I thought it was going to be tricky because of Chris Evans having already been, you know, he's like, um, what's he called? Johnny from Fantastic Four. What was my mind on black? Uh, Chris... Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Uh, Johnny Flame? Is it Johnny Flame? Human Torch. Human Torch, yeah. yeah. Um, but he was totally, totally believable in this. And you know what? I, I actually really, really like this film. I think Captain America the First Avenger is probably the most underrated of all MCU, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, it starts off as him being like this really weedy, like dweeby little guy that's, Which you know... Which in itself is ridiculous the when way, you see it. The way they've done that is fantastic. It's so believable. Um, and obviously that, you know, that inspires him to get all his values and stuff. And then he, you know, in classic Marvel, you know, style science and gets involved. And he becomes a super soldier. Yeah. Um <clears throat> And then, and then it's, but it's all set at the backdrop of World War Two. Yeah. And then, you know, we've got Red Skull, who's like part of a na- the Nazi faction that's trying, like, you know, find the Tesseract and stuff. And Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving, what Who a great is actor. one of my favourite actors of all time. He is amazing. Uh, he is one of the best character actors out there. Totally agree. He's so fucking good. He, all right, fair enough. As a character actor, I don't think he's as good as, oh, what's his fucking name, Gollum? Um, Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis. But he's he's up there with Andy Serkis in character acting. He, he is fantastic, and he always plays a great villain. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, the cast in this film all do a fantastic job. I think Chris Evans does it great, you know, Hugo Weaving. Even, like, random ones like Richard Armitage, who plays um, literally, like, the site, like, the German undercover guy that goes in the submarine. I can't remember his name. Uh, Zola. No, not Zola. Uh, Zola's. Oh, um, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean the guy who's chasing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, but uh, Zola's another great one. Yeah, um, yeah, Toby, yeah. Jones, Toby Jones, who Jones, I awesome. absolutely love from The Detectorist. Yeah, you know, I know you do. Um, he's one of, he, but he's another great character actor. So he's fantastic in it. And then, um, obviously, Peggy Carter, Hayley Atwell. I don't know her name, actually. I think, I'm pretty sure it's Hayley Atwell. Um, they all just play their parts so well. And I don't know. I, I think. It sets up Captain America so well because it's like those old fashioned values. And I think that's why this works because Captain America, like I said, going into it, you think, oh, he's a bit, I don't know, a bit lame. Yeah. You know, this all oh, like, oh, the poster boy for America. Um, but they do it in a way that, you know, it, it makes sense because he's from like the 40s where it's all like, you know, propaganda and stuff. And I, and I think they did that really well. And I love how it's like, you know, he transitions into this great soldier and this leader and it sets up all his values for him to be the leader of the Avengers. Yeah. And I think just the way they do that works works really well. There's lots of cool side characters, even like um, Bucky in it, who's a minor <sighs> character in this, but yeah, he's yeah. great. And I was genuinely gutted when you think he's dead and he falls off the train. Yeah. Um, His whole ragtag group of men yeah. are fucking ace, aren't they? And I love, I love all that. Like that could <laughs> easily have been like a mini series about just about the ragtag group and him easily. going on his missions. You know, so yeah, I think it works. I think it works really well. Um, I don't know what else to say about it really without just going over the plot. Yeah, I 
fucking loved this film. And I think it was only re-watching it this time round that I got it for what it was. Do you know what I mean? Like re-watching the Marvel films and I've never gone back and watched them all again. So I've just, I've gone back and watched the ones I love, like Ragnarok and, and Infinity War, Endgame, stuff like that. So I've not visited this in a while because if I was going to watch a cap if I'm going to watch a Captain America film it's going to be Winter Soldier or Civil War yeah this is kind of one of the first times we see so we've now got a superhero who the whole reason he become what he was is because of his morals yes yeah you know Tony Stark maybe because he was just a rich guy who couldn't you know, like a rich guy who's a genius and had all these endless resources to be able to do that exactly this guy got picked because they threw a grenade on the floor and he fucking jumped on it the weedy guy that was never picked for anything yeah like and and like say going through i think for the year the fucking graphics are insane mm. red skull looks ridiculous yeah yeah there's a few fucking weird scenes you know like with the big helicopters and planes and and that car um and when the um warehouse is going down but it's still really good for for the year um i genuinely even whilst watching ragnarok was going i think captain america's won this really honestly i i fucking enjoyed myself that much watching this film again yeah that was like i fucking cannot believe that this because this isn't low down on my list obviously it made the, the cut yeah but it is not one i would mention no, and that's what Norm, I mean. It's normally. one of them that's very underrated. Again, because I think everyone goes to with Captain America, they go Winter Soldier or Civil War. This is yeah. like this is like the forgotten film. Oh yeah, um, it probably didn't help ha- as well because Iron Man had such hype when that came out the first one, and then we it felt like we were almost going through the motions a little bit to get to Avengers. Avengers, yeah. and then Avengers came out after this, and then everyone was talking about Avengers. Yeah, so this just sort of coasted along mm-hmm. at the time. It is one of those films that the more you watch it, the better it gets, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely encourage anyone that hasn't watched it recently, because there'd be plenty of people who listen to us now going, what are you talking about? It's just a bang average film. Go watch it again. Oh, definitely. Because it's been, what, a good 10 plus years. 10 plus years, easy, yeah. Easy, like, <clears throat> oh, God, I don't know, it was 12, 13 years. Yeah, when was maybe. it, 2009, 2010, maybe? I think it might have been, yeah. So... Yeah, definitely worth a rewatch. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So we'll go on to now the fan favourite of Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, um, coming into this, I think this, definitely the fan favourite. Oh, I what, could not agree more. One of the fan favourites to win the whole thing, I would say. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree, yeah. So do you, want, do you want me to talk about Thor first or do you want to go yeah, for it? Yeah, absolutely, go for it. Okay, Thor Ragnarok. It's hard to describe this film. I think this film, what this film did was monumental. It totally reinvented the character of Thor. I think it reinvented the character of Thor and reinvented what the MCU could do. Yes, absolutely. It changed, like Thor 1 and 2. (coughs) Don't get me wrong, there were some good moments in there and I didn't mind them, but overall... Not great films. Not not that they weren't great films. They were just they were just average. I thought the first one was average. Second one can go into a flaming pile of shit. For yeah, like it. <laughs> exactly. So, and this, what this one did was just strip all the dead weight from the first two films. You know, like Natalie Portman's character, all her little cro- sidekick cronies. They didn't really add anything. The the you know what everyone wants to see is Thor. 
Thor and Loki are two incredible characters. So let's just set them away from the like basic cons- confines yep. of like, oh, you know, we're in a little romantic relationship. Now, let's get rid of that. Let's put them in a mad universe. It's like a whole universe worth of stuff they can do. So let's put them in space, meeting brand new characters, weird and wonderful creatures. And not only that, they change Thor into this just dull, somber hero. I'm Thor and, you know, I, mm-hmm. I'm really sad and grumpy and stuff. It's like, And they've made him like a comedy character. Yeah. But this film, it got the balance totally right. Maybe the best that any Marvel film has done mm-hmm. in terms of action being cool as fuck. Some of the best action sequences in it. The soundtrack's amazing. Heartfelt moments. Genuine, like, the bromance between Thor and Loki is incredible. Their dynamic, their banter. Same with Thor and, like, Hulk. They've got that blend with all the other characters right. It looks cool. Bringing in some new quirky characters as well. Like, Kate Blanchett. Unbelievable. Oh, God, yeah. Carl Urban. Oh, God, yeah. Insane. I don't know Korg, which one's fitter. <laughs> bringing people like Korg, it, yeah. Meek. Meek. The Grandmaster, Jeff Goldblum <laughs> as the Grandmaster. Like, this host of characters is insane. Top fucking tier yeah. of Marvel. Tessa Thompson. Oh, shit, fucking yeah. Fucking legendary. Like, there's so many, so many great characters. You know, Taika Waititi came in. Done a few things. I mean, up at the, up to this point, you know, I'd loved like what we what we do in the shadows and stuff like that. Yeah. So this film just ticks all the boxes for me. It just it just does everything. I I was a little bit gutted when the cut Thor's hair. I love really? his long hair, but then you know the more I've got it, I was like, yeah, it looks cool as fuck with it. It does look cool. Yeah, it's just so so cool. Um, I don't know what else to say apart from. What? Yeah, great film, great great film. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more because coming into this, I was in my head, I was like, Ragnarok's going to win. Yeah, oh, it's definitely going to make it to the end. And when it came up against Captain America, I was just kind of like, well, it's a no-brainer. Until I watched him, and it's so weird because I was watching Thor Ragnarok, loving every second of it. Yeah, but what I was thinking, comparing them both together, is Captain America. And it's hard because it's a third Thor film. Mm-hmm. Whereas Captain America, although it was like an opening to him and it was all character development, it just felt like more of a story. Whereas Captain America was kind of like, okay, it's comedy. It's Thor, very, Thor, very. Uh, sorry, what did I say? You said Captain America. Oh, sorry, yeah, Thor Ragnarok, um, which is more comedy. Yes. And I was like, okay, because the storyline is great. Yeah. But I was a bit like, oh, when it comes to film, actually. I think Captain America might take this because... Because of, the, like, the development, the I development guess. The yeah. development, and I just think it's a better film, whereas this is just brilliant, outstanding comedy with great characters, which I fucking love. I just think Captain America is the better film. Really? That's what I was thinking. And then they have a fight on the bridge. Oh. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, 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 Thor wins this. <laughs> the fight on the bridge is unbelievable everything every step of that fight is outstanding yeah from um from idris elbow we've not even mentioned yeah, it's idris- heimdall mar- marching down the bridge and then you've got scourge and like the the wolf whatever what's he called like fenrir fenrir or something like yeah. that just guarding it and then you know 
Whoa, what's Kate Blanchett's character called? Hella, Hella. coming down the other way, you know. Yeah. <sighs> and then the Hulk jumps down and fights the fucking wolf. Yeah. And then fucking, what's his name? Um, what's uh, Colm's name? Scourge. Scourge. He fucking, fucking little sneaky little prick. Gets on the fucking, gets fucking eyes on the little <sighs> ship away from everyone. Yeah. But no, he fucking gets Des and Troy fucking out. Des and Troy <laughs> starts destroying. <laughs> and he's ripping fuck out of everyone yeah, and he's and ready he's... to die for the cause. For Asgard. Yeah. And then he fucking jumps off. Proper redemption story. Yeah. And then Thor with the fucking lightning. Oh my ah! God. Uh, Oh, I'm coming down to fucking Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Oh, one, no, no, the greatest scene in Marvel. No, is it? Oh, it's up there. It's definitely I'm, up there. I'm putting it's that definitely against up there. the fucking Endgame and Infinity War ending. Yeah. But I'd definitely say it's up there. Oh, easily If you were going to do a top three, for me, it'd be them three scenes. Yeah. And I'd struggle to put them in order. It's an incredible scene. Like, everything about it is just, it's the shot perfectly the characters yeah everything about it and just what i fucking love about it as well is most of these films end with some kind of something good happening or they save the day and what i love about this film is you know we're here to prevent ragnarok yep no we're here to start ragnarok and move because fucking asgard is the people yeah asgard are the people not this fucking place yeah um we also forgot to mention matt damon (laughs) Oh my god! <laughs> that scene of them when he when Thor first comes back to Asgard and the play with Sam Neill, Matt Damon, that, that is so good. <laughs> this little blue baby <laughs> <laughs> melted this old man's heart. Or something like that. Yeah, fucking min. <laughs> so <laughs> so good. Um, I'll say that fans were all about. Thor. Yeah. I think there's a couple. There were a, a couple, couple of for Captain, Captain America. America. Um, it was mainly tipped. There was more for Captain America than, than I thought there'd be. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, I also thought I'd go for Thor, Thor so easily. Yeah. And I didn't. Yeah. And I'll be honest, this was the hardest one I've done yet. Yeah. In my, yeah, like I watching see. them both back. I, I'm so glad I went back and watched Captain America. And yeah. I'm so fucking glad I did. Cause that's, it's just been yeah. a dream. And and that's what's really nice about doing this is because you go into it thinking, oh, this will be an absolute whitewash. I was a little bit the same last week when it was Shang-Chi versus Avengers Endgame. Yeah. When we pulled those names, I straight away, I was like, oh, gutted because Shang-Chi's going out straight away. But then when I started rewatching Shang-Chi, I was like, I fucking love this film. Yeah. And it actually became much more challenging than I initially thought. Um, but yeah, my vote, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, like, mine's, mine's um, Thor. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you now, it's all down to that bridge scene. Because that was it for me. And afterwards, I was still like, can I let the film win just on that one scene for me? But yeah. I was like, that on top of everything else, that is That's outstanding. It, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, great, great, great scene. So fucking Thor versus Hulk when they first come across each other in the in the arena. Yeah. But just the whole thing's fucking outstanding. It, it, it is. It's so good, man. It's so, so good. I think maybe Captain America... I do love that film and I love the concept behind it. And I love that that's like the creation of his character because you've always got like fucking World War Two. Oh, yeah. As like the backdrop of it or of his character. Um, but maybe a couple of like the action sequences, perhaps, you know, it's one of the earlier Marvel films. So, you know, it, they just don't compare, like I said, to that bridge scene. What would they have created at that stage? Oh, absolutely. You know, still find its feet. But yeah, I, I do really like 
Captain America, and people should definitely go back and re-watch the first Avenger. Oh, God, yes. But, unfortunately... Thor's won. Thor has won. Thor, Ragnarok. Do you know what the odd thing is, mate? Go on. That's going up against Endgame. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh no. So, so far into the next round of this side of the battle, we've got the Avengers versus Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. That's going to be hard. Oh, shit. And then Endgame versus Thor Ragnarok. Oh my, yeah. Oh, that's some... It's going to start getting hard now, yeah, isn't it? it they're, gonna, is. they're just going to end up being full episodes, aren't they? Yeah, it's probably, just, yeah. Just full Eliminator episodes. Um, yeah, so I'm quite... I'm sad to see Captain America go, but at the same time, I'm so glad to see Thor Ragnarok go through. Oh, it's such a good film. Such a good film. It yeah. does not deserve to be knocked out round one. It doesn't. It does not. So, um, should we pick some for next week? Oh, yeah, it's a good idea. We, we may as well, haven't we? Might as well, whilst we're here. Right, you pick one, I'll pick one, My Little Flower. And just whilst we're on that, I think that one was perhaps a bit more challenging because that's the first time we've had uh, Solo versus Solo. It was, it's not yeah. Like a not like a mashup. Go it on, was. Do, do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, so I've got Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, interesting. Mm. Against Avengers Infinity War. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, well, it's a shame to see Avengers go so quick. <laughs> okay, so uh, we'll put that vote out pointlessly. <laughs> but again, really looking forward because I've not gone back and rewatched the Spider-Man films, and I fucking love them. Yeah, I think I've seen the first one a couple of times. Yeah, but that's it. That's so it's it, going to yeah. be really nice to to watch these again. So yeah, that's definitely gonna be fun. I mean, we know the end game on that, but um, yeah, it's going to be good to watch it and have a chat about it. Well, that's true. So we will put that out for public vote later on next week. Well, this week. I always say next week because I forget it comes out on Monday. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Later on in the week. Um, so yeah. Um, do we have a 60 second recommendation from anyone this week, Ryan? We bloody well do. One of your friends, Ryan. One of my friends, Ash, sent me one, sent me an amazing one. Um, last week, the week before, maybe? Yeah, I think but, it was a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah, but obviously we had like Claire on last week, and then, yeah, just... So, So yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good one. Wicked. So, Drew, sing us in. 60-second recommendations into the pod shortest presentation. Music, film, even serial. 60 seconds recommending... Listen close, it's not never-ending. Time is short. Here's Ash with the 60-second recommendation. My 60-second recommendation is a game that was launched in 2004 and still has over 4.6 million active subscribers. It's a game set in a universe that has transcended gaming and it's imprinted itself on the cultural narrative of an entire generation. 21 games in the franchise, 22 comics, a film grossing half a billion. The game itself... Is one of the highest grossing games of all time, making $9.2 billion. The game is, of course, the cultural titan, World of Warcraft. Now, the scale of this game is genuinely astonishing, and in my view, it's built around a core principle. Isn't it fucking great to kill dragons, slay the undead, and be a hero, alongside all of your mates? Whilst it may have lost a bit of the wonder that it had when it first launched, it still delivers complex gameplay compelling storylines, and super fun character progression. It's a game that every gamer needs to play, if only so you get the jokes in the legendary South Park spoof. So, World of Warcraft, Ash brings. 
He does. What a pull that is. He's a fantastic pull. Now, I'll be honest, I am not a World of Warcraft guy. Yep. Um, it's something that when I grew up, I wasn't into the nerdy stuff. Right. So I knew a few friends that did it, and I was so against it, because they'd be like, oh, should we go and get pissed? Oh, no, I can't, because we've got a raid, and I'm the uh, and I'm the fucking wizard elf fucking <laughs> medic that needs to be there, else I'll never be able to do this raid. And I was like, grow up. Now what I am, what I am. <laughs> I would have loved to have done that shit. Oh, yeah. All I uh, want to be is a medic on a raid. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Like, again, I'm similar to you, not in the sense that uh, I went out and got pissed. Like, I, But I missed this boat. Like, Ash yeah. um, played it when it first came out and absolutely smashed it and, you know, was really good into it. And then Ash got me into it when we were at uni. Um, and then, you know, it ta- it's a game that takes over your life. Oh, absolutely takes over. It is a time hole. Like you just go onto that game for an hour or two. And before you know it, it's seven weeks later and you know, you've not left the house. It's just, it's just insane. Like to the point where this is a true story. Me and Ash were playing world of Warcraft in our house at uni till about four in the morning. And I had a exam for my degree four hours later. Oh God. And I was like, I cannot get off this game. And my exam is in a few hours time. It It's that level of addictive. How did you do at uni? I did all right. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> Probably could have done better. Yeah, probably. <laughs> could have done worse. So. <laughs> you could have got two hours between World yeah, of Warcraft. And- exactly. Um, but even then, playing that, and we put a lot of hours in at uni, we, we I didn't even scratch the surface of that game. Like, like Ash, Ash said there, like, so well, like, the scale of it is it's incomprehensible. Like, incomprehensible? Incomprehensible. Like, you can't, it's just mind-blowing. It's yeah. massive. Like, you know, the fact that it still gets, what, 4.6 million subscribers now, and it's a game that's been out a long time. Got 20 years? Yeah. So... But it is great. Like like Ash said, the principle of it, how cool is it? Just go around with your mates killing stuff and raiding things. It's what we do now on COD. Yeah. But doing it on a huge MMO like scale, Yeah, it's just, in some way, you just can't beat it in some ways. And it is so, so cool. One of those games, though, I can't go back to. Oh, God, no. We, haven't got, we have jobs now. I, I, yeah, that's it. Like, I just, I barely get the time to do stuff now. And... Yeah, that's that's what I can't go back to it. it. It would take over my life again. I think it's one of those games that you need time to play, don't you? Yeah, and, yeah. And I, I don't know. Am I wrong? Does I still play? No, I don't think so. No. So, and I'd like to hear from any like listeners if you are you know World of Warcraft players as an adult. How do you find time? Is is it a game that you can dip in and out of? Because I was under the impression you couldn't, or that was my impression younger. Mm. Um, I guess my understanding would be like it depends on your character and how you play it because you know you can do play that game where you join like a, a clan and you do your raids and you know you've got to be an active member of that group where you know you've got to be probably high level and you bring in it putting serious time in yeah but there's no reason why you couldn't just jump on on your own and just grind out some quests and do like low level stuff and just explore and have a bit of fun there's no reason why i can't see why I couldn't do that? And even with a couple of mates, like, you know, if we were about just say, oh, should we just jump on, we got for evening, should we jump on World of Warcraft for yeah. a few hours? You know, we won't be doing the top end t- t- stuff, like the top tier stuff, but there's still loads of cool stuff. Because obviously yeah, yeah. it's 
it's designed in a way to be able to scale and level your character. Um, is it a monthly subscription game? It is, isn't yeah, it? it yeah, it is, yeah. Or it certainly was when I played it. Um, yeah, as far as I'm aware. I'm sure it was like about four, like I'm going back a decade or so. I'm sure it was only like three, four quid a month or Even something. Even if it is three, four quid a month and they've got how many? 4.6 mil, uh, million subscribers. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that is some money, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, that's not even as big as it used to be, you know, like it, it's, it, it's, it's massive. It's massive. And there's, it's such a good game. And that's, that's why. Yeah. Know. Brilliant. Yeah. Like I say, it's definitely something I'm more interested in now. And I'm, you've got I'm, the perfect PC for it. Oh God. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I, I'm more open to it now than when I was younger. Cause I, you know, even when I was younger, I wasn't into gaming really. Like I was more into going out and getting pierced and, you know, sort of, 16 to 20 that's what my life was and whereas now fucking gaming and nerdy shit through and through so i'd love yeah, it now just haven't yeah. got the time to that's it to yeah get invested i have seen the film i didn't hate it i quite um, enjoyed it thought it was okay but then you know i suppose it, i'm i'm the audience for it in a okay it's like a fantasy film yeah it's got the dude from Vikings in it. I like him. Yeah, that's um, it. But I won't get references or anything like that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was okay. It was what it was. Yeah, I, it's um, a shame they didn't make more of them, actually, because I quite enjoyed that film. And again, like I can pick up on a couple of the references, <laughs> but I wasn't. I was never a hard, hardcore sort of WoW player. Yeah. So um, Fucking WoW player. Nerd. <laughs> Nerd! <laughs> <laughs> Bloody WoWing it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I used to play, you know. <laughs> I was a... Uh, what was my... It was like a blood elf druid. Oh yeah, of course a blood and elf. I was druid. like a healer. How's the healer? Of and Ash was. was the tank when we started raiding. So he had the he had the elf druid, but he transformed into the bear, and I transformed into like the life tree. Right. Did you have Leroy Jenkins on your team? <laughs> Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> hey, we were fucking ace. We were great. Like I didn't know what, what I was doing. I literally followed Ash's lead. Like he would say, "All oh, right, yeah, we yeah. need to do this," and he could like download like different like mods or setups for like your desktop and stuff like i was never into that like technical side i'm still not so i wouldn't have a clue but yeah we were we got really good at one point but i fucked up my uni for a couple of years now look you fucking loser i know get a job (laughs) get a job you bum Um, so Ash thank you very much for the 60 second recommendation everyone out there there's plenty of you that keep promising us it and not sending it and going I will I promise I just need to find time do you know how long it takes you to record a 60 second recommendation 60 seconds (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say something else (laughs) stop it (laughs) send them in (laughs) (laughs) talking to you Ed (laughs) fucking Ed (laughs) he got fucking fish slippers and everything he promised us like Week one of us. The world. Send he, it, yeah. he promises the world. Uh, never mind. Yeah, so uh, 60 second recommendation. Yeah, so speaking of that, you uh, mentioned um, you didn't do an official 60 second recommendation on Saturday when we did the last episode. No, I just chucked one in at the end. You chucked one at the end, which was? It was a song called Hi Ren by Ren. Yeah, so and then you we played that in the... Because Josh your housemate dropped us off in town and yeah. then you put it on and it's like a nine minute song. Oh, it was the whole drive in town. It was it? the whole drive in. And obviously we'd, we'd sucked some beers by that point. So I was pretty, I was on my way. Yeah, so, you know, yeah, like yeah. I was listening to it because like, it's an intense, intense song. Yeah. But I didn't like fully appreciate it. Couldn't like, couldn't fully appreciate it. I was like, oh, that was, that was insane. Cause it's, it's, I'll get into it in a second, but 
I've gone back and listened to it since, and fuck me, is it maybe the greatest thing I've ever heard? Yeah, I'm so so. I was really worried that obviously I brought it out there. I didn't know how you'd feel, and then when I played it in the car to you, um, I put it on a little bit loud, and you were both being quiet, and Claire was kind of like talking in between and stuff. And I, you know, because I was sat in front of you guys, I was like, oh, I don't think we're enjoying this. Yeah, I was like, okay, well, I'll just play it through, and then we played a bit of Drew Flanagan music afterwards, as we do. Um, but I was a bit like, oh, okay. And I remember you going, oh, I really enjoyed that, mate. And, I, and I, genuinely, I was a bit like, oh, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed that because yeah. like. I'm quite obsessed at the moment, so I'm yeah. glad that you liked it. I am fully obsessed. Yeah. Like he has become, I know, and we've been talking about it this week, haven't we? He is our obsession. It's now. so weird that we don't talk about that. Like we've said this before, we are we'll be obsessed and need to talk about something, and we don't. Yeah, we couldn't keep a mouth shut about Ren. No, no, not at all. And I suppose because we're not planned to talk about him or anything like that. And it's just like an offhand. Almost like an offhand mention that you did on uh, on the yeah on last episode. It's just like, oh yeah, I was going to do this. Um, but so for those that don't know, Ren is a not a musical artist from Bright. He's from Brighton. Yeah, he started off. I think he got signed by like was it like Sony or something when he was young. He it got was, picked up by Sony um, Buskin. He was Buskin. just a, a busker in Brighton, and Sony come across him and signed him yeah yeah so he got a record deal but then that all fell through because he got became really really ill didn't know what was wrong with him was basically bedridden like 23 hours a day um really ill and he was uh diagnosed at the time with chronic fatigue and depression wasn't he yeah so sony dropped him so so they got rid of him yeah so so and then he spent like the next like what 10 years of his life trying to figure out what's going on and like being messed around Finally, I think a specialist just um, diagnosed him with Lyme disease. Yes. Which, for those that don't know, it's fucking horrific oh, disease. Um, and then just like took over his life, you know, and I think he's like, I think he's getting treatment now from what I can gather. I think he's getting like stem cell treatment in like America. So he's, yes. Yeah, so what, so I looked into this and by the sounds of it, so I looked at his as a just given so this was very early on this was 2016 right they he asked his partner said can you set up a just given um i'd really like to um just see if i can make some money because there's a guy over in canada who does this treatment there's nothing over here and unfortunately with lyme diseases it can be treated quite early if you pick it up early yes it can which unfortunately because it was misdiagnosed for so many years unfortunately reading about it there's a lot of people being like going to america will do fuck all going to canada will do fuck all and I looked, bearing in mind the article I looked at was September, October last year. So oh, I, went, right, okay. I went on his just given and it was up to 97,000. Right. And there's people still donating up to 30 minutes ago. Bloody hell, I didn't realise that. And we're talking that. about £100 at a time. Yeah, amazing. And that's not surprising now because he's come back into like, he's in the spotlight, isn't he? Yeah. So he started writing songs. He brought out an album called something i can't remember the album's called yeah let me just have a look um, but he brought that out and it was basically about his uh disease and about his depression and, and the battles that he's gone through um and he said like the main thing that was keeping him going go on freckled angels freckled angels 2016 yeah so he wrote that at his bedside um and just yeah. recorded at his bedside just writing about his depression and this and the other um so he's been for a fucking hard time like a lot there's not much about him on the internet there's no this, Wikipedia is, this is the page. thing like we, we, we we've got scraps of information because we've been like <clears throat> obsessed with him and trying like it's such a I, small period of time yeah, as but well. like you, you know you're trying to ob- get to know something try and find all the bits but it's all fragmented because 
you know, he's not even got a Wikipedia page. You, yeah. know, you, know, yeah. do you know what I mean? So like, it's really hard to get information. We've, you know, we've been doing the same thing where we get like random articles from here and there. And they're you all know, from five, six years ago. Yeah. It's and all, then, oh, he doesn't do music anymore. He's had to stop being a musician. Yeah, like, exactly. I've heard his albums. <laughs> they're yeah. fucking insane. I know. Um, but he's now hitting like, he's not going to come back in, in the, in the, best way possible isn't he millions upon millions of views and downloads yeah um so i think he's releasing quite a lot of singles and stuff yeah so Um, what took it off for me and it seems to be looking at a lot of his videos and stuff it seems to be high ren yes that took it off slightly i don't know what just happened there something just beeped on my laptop um if that stops moving let me know (laughs) i I have my back to the laptop so ryan you're on watch duty um so it seems to be a lot of his videos he's saying like please share high ren um, thank you for all the love on high rent. So I think yeah. that was maybe the one that really pushed him. And that was the one that you spoke about, wasn't it? it on, on it was. And last episode. Since then, I'll be honest. So I'd, I'd like put him on since hearing high rent, I'd put him on like shuffle to yeah. it from work. And I was like, fuck, some of his songs are really good because he's so eclectic. Yeah. Like you've got a song, like I mentioned it last time. So he's more modern stuff. And I'm going to talk about something in a moment his guitar playing becomes it, it it becomes the storytelling yes so it if does. he if he says let me rewind this in his in his um, song he'll play like a transition on the guitar yeah. that makes it sound like he's like, his, like going back in time like, yeah like, like a classical transition that sounds yeah. like he's going back and then later on when he speeds forward he does it the opposite way so that becomes the character the storytelling yeah yeah it's ridiculously good um i can't remember what I was going with that but so from that I've then listened to obviously a lot more. He's got a song called Sick Boy, which is a bit more like sort of rappy and and not normally my style. In fact, the opening words to that um, song, if you haven't heard it, is Sick Boy, Sick Boy, Bitten by a Tick Boy. Yeah. Which I think is fucking so, so like, cool, it, isn't it? Like, his lyrics himself. are genius. <laughs> Absolutely. They are so good. Um, and I totally agree. Like, rap's not normally my sort of thing, but he's not, he's not just rap. Like, his music is so versatile. He's, he's, he just sort of sort of easily transitions through different genres, even in one song. They it goes all over the place. He is unbelievably talented. Listening to his songs recently, I'm not kidding you. So I've been listening non-stop now. It yeah. is non-stop. And I, I normally listen to podcasts all day, every day. But it's just been him. And I went through this thing of like listening to him. And I was like, fuck, this is a really good rap song. And then the next one I was like, fucking hell, this sounds so much so very like nor is indie yeah like for okay. type stuff and i was like oh, okay because he doesn't just write he sings in some of his music yeah in some of his songs and then i went to one i was like fuck it sounds so much like the red hot chili peppers right yeah and okay. then he's so i don't know if you've come across he's done a few songs with a girl called chinchilla yes i've listened to some fuck yeah me so they are beautiful yeah and he tends to sing in them ones those he has found someone in chinchilla their voices match she so her voice is like high-pitched alicia keys yeah, yeah. And they fucking marry up. They, they so... So it, well. It gives me goosebumps yeah. listening to them Is that Chalk Outlines? Is that one of the ones so that... So Chalk just, Outlines, and there's one called... Because I know uh, he, he's got a few with a few different female artists. He has. Chinchilla, I think he's done two or three with. And I think there's one called uh, How To Be Me or something like that, which is um, which is another one we've heard. That is probably my favourite um, one with Chinchilla. Right. Um. But I'm just trying to fucking find the one here. Um, oh, money game as well. So in High Ren, he does this thing where he says, 
she sells, she sells by the seashore. Have you heard Money Game where he talks about that? Yes. Fucking what a, what a verse that is when he's like talking about but, how to make seashells a fucking commodity in yeah, life. Oh, how, it's, it's genius. Oh it's God. so good. It is so, so clever. Um, how to be me. That's the one with Chinchilla. Right, I yeah. love it. Yeah. Oh God. But, um, and I think that that's how he got quite big in the first place because mm-hmm. I think I saw that that sea, she sells, she sells by the seashore became like a meme or something with like Luigi. Oh, did and it? And something like a YouTuber did it and then paired it off. And that's why that became really big. Right. Okay. So I'm guessing that's why also why references that in high rent because for those that don't know, I know you spoke about it a little bit last episode, but high rent, it's a song about his internal battle. Yeah. Like is, is, <clears throat> you know, those struggles he's having with his own mental health, his own battles in his head. It's a monologue, but it's a dialogue with himself at the same time. It's like a... It's like a two-way. And if yeah. you watch the video to it... Oh, God, the video's insane. Yeah, it's so good. But, like, it's a nine-minute song, and I just don't want it to end. And it ends with an acapella monologue as well, which fucking hits home yeah. so well. The, the, the thing is, with those words as well, like, for people that have struf- struggled with mental health, like, I, and I, you know, I, I'm one of those people, the actual words really resonated with me in a massive, agree in a more, massive way. Like... Obviously, this is, you know, it's, it's an incredible song, but it's more than that. It's more like art. It's more, it's almost like theater. It gives me those vibes. And it's, he's like pouring his heart out and his soul into this song. And it's like this, this clear struggle that he's had like for years, you know, you imagine being bedridden and just like your life just fall into pieces at such a young age as well. Oh yeah. And I think he's 26. Well, something like I wasn't or no, a bit younger. He's 26 when I read the article. Yeah. I think he's about 31 or something yeah. now, early thirties anyway. Um, but what what but, you, what you said there? Sorry, it's interrupting. Like this is so cliche and so corny. This is art. Yeah, and I know all music is art, and he takes piss out of himself. This is this is not only art. This is a theatre production. This is music. This is right. This is everything. Yeah. in one package, it, like and in one, and it just like transitions so well. It you've got like got to watch it, got to listen to it because you cannot take your eyes off it. Like I, it's as soon as I watched it and listened to it properly, it, it's been in my head. Like I cannot stop thinking about it. I'm yeah. so obsessed to the point, you know, and I'm not alone in that. I know you think that too, but like someone I've spoken about before that I subscribe to on YouTube is, um, Justin Hawkins yes. from darkness. Yeah. And he breaks down songs and it's yeah. really cool. And I watch those videos and he did one for high Ren. Did he? Yeah. And he basically, like, so what he'll do is he'll watch, like, a clip for, like, five seconds. He'll stop it and be like, oh, so he plays this chord here. Like, like oh, and the vocals here transition. And he'll play a little bit more and, you know, break it down and analyse it. For this one, he says nothing, basically, for the really? whole thing. Because he's like, holy fucking shit. I've got to watch this. He's like, that was fucking mind-blowing. And this is Justin Hawkins, who, break, you know... is an, a star, a massive star in his own right. Oh, God, Breaks yeah. down the biggest acts whatever fresh music comes out, he breaks them down. And this is like, he cannot, he, he can't bring himself to it because he's so engrossed in the song. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to stop it. Yeah. And he can't break it down because it's like, this is insane. Like the guitar is unbelievable. The lyrics are so powerful. The fact that he breaks the fourth wall, you know, he makes fun of being pretentious and it being art. Like we said, the, the message behind it, like, so someone for someone like that to literally be speechless and at the end of it go, 
I've got nothing to say. Just go watch this. Yeah. yeah That's yeah, yeah. exactly how I feel. Like, I just want to, and I can see why you wanted me to, like, Claire <laughs> yeah. to like it because yeah. I'm the same. Like, I've been telling people about it this week. And I'm like, please like, like yeah. watch this and tell me like, Tell me this is not the greatest thing you've ever seen. Like It was a clip on TikTok where I first saw it. Well, was and it? It was like a 10 second clip. So I then went and watched it and then I was like, fucking hell. Like, like you said, it immediately resonated with me. So when I tell people about this song again, like, you know, I've struggled with mental health in the past, as you know, like it resonated with me fucking immediately. Yeah. And it's quite important for me that people kind of, Understand it at least. You haven't got to like it. Absolutely. Understand it yeah, and see I it for what totally it is. Totally feel, yeah. Like you, not everyone likes everything and you know, everyone's music taste is different, but you're just looking at all oh, that shit. Because let's be honest, in high rent, I mean fucking hell, his voice is incredible. Unbelievable. It's, it's the song where he sings, yeah, and them high pitch notes when he does a lot of like ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, yeah. His fucking voice is gorgeous. Yeah. But it, in that song, it is very I don't know, like when he's playing himself as Ren, it's just quite like talky London slang yeah when he's talking as his inner demons it's all like hi ran yeah it's like this, know, it's like, like this evil like sinister voice yeah, that's so like that's like getting at him and it's back and forth between them two of them so it's he, not even like great singing it's no, just but what incredible. but he opens up in the song about and sings like one of the verse or the, it's not a chorus how it, powerful it? is that verse and it gives me goosebumps yep it literally gives me chills so there's parts in the song where where his inner demon uh, starts losing his shit, and then yeah. that's when the guitar's good man. It's like, and he gets fucking. He starts playing harder, and the fucking guitar's all over the place, and his inner demon's starting to shout a bit more. But when Ren does it, he starts like rapping a bit louder, and then he just goes into full song. That's him losing his shit. It's singing. Yeah, it's so powerful. It's unbelievable. And like you say, goosebumps when yeah. I first heard it, and still now, to be fair, yeah. it's just, oh my god, this boy's so good. Uh, it's he's so so good. So you know, you all the listeners go and I would say watch the video if you because I think that gives it a whole new level when you see him like back and forth, and when he gives like the monologue and he's like looking in the camera. It's so powerful, but. You know, listen to it as well because if you listen to it, you can pick up on the words a little bit more. But please, please go listen to this because. It's, but not only that one, like I thought maybe it's going to be like a one-hit wonder. But then some of the other songs that he's got are so powerful, like Violet's Tale. Right. That's I want to talk about this for you guys that do go listen to it and enjoy this. Violet's Tale is another level. But I need you guys if you are on YouTube and you really enjoy it and you want to move on. Next for me was a song called Violet's Tale. Now that is part of a three-part story. Yes. Um and it is an it is an album. It's like a three-track album with a few in-between bits. Yep. Um you have to listen to it in order. The order of it goes Jenny's Tale, Screech's Tale, Violet's Tale. Yep. You can listen to it in any order and it makes sense and it's beautiful, but to get the fucking bang of the story, you need to listen to it in that order. Yeah. I didn't, and I still got that wow yeah. at the end, but I think if I would have saved, if I would have listened to it in the right order, it would have blown my mind. Yeah. I mean, like, it still blows fuck. my mind. Like Violet's Tale, I think I listened to that one first I because did. that's, I think got one of the most, I don't know if it's like the top listened one. I think Jenny might be, but it came on straight away because it's more recent. I and think to me, it's the best out of the three. Yeah, absolutely. It, so oh, Je- Jenny and Screech came out 2019, I think. So yeah. like three years ago, whereas Violet's Tale was last year. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's just a story. He tells you through this, like, fi- I, I don't know. I assume fictional story. Like I, I like we said, I there's, no, <laughs> there's not a lot of 
info about him or like I'd love I'll say to you we're, like can we imagine we've got to get Red on the fucking podcast and he, we can ask him all these questions because like I said there's not a great wealth of information out there about him there's not a lot of and, interviews and no, no and I just want to ask him all these things like where's this come from like how do you come up with this like where you know where what is his inspiration but this one is it's like it's a story isn't it and again it's a little bit like high Ren in terms of like you know, the way it transitions through different things and the way like, he uses the motifs like to tell the story and oh, stuff. The, yeah, the guitar playing and, again in this. So, he does a lot of like hitting the guitar to represent like a gunshot yeah. or, or something that's going on in the street. Yeah. Or he, and, but yeah. the, the video for it as well is insane because that's clearly live as well. That's not like a studio recording because you've got all the, oh, the yeah. sounds of the, imp- not, not imperfection, but like, you know what I mean? Like him like knocking on a door and then walking outside. So it's got moments of him not playing anything, but just singing and shouting. It, and his, the personas he takes on are unbelievable. I think, you know, he's the sort of person, you, and you watch him in these videos and you think, he'd be a fucking banging actor. Oh, God, yeah. Because he comes across to me like a theatre mm. um, performer. Agreed, you know, someone that, that you'd see on stage doing like a one-man show or whatever, or on a, in a great production, because he's got all those things. He can sing, he can act, he can take on these personas. And he can tell stories. Yeah. And that's what these songs are doing. Um, I just really want to know more about him. Yes, that's and it. And this is the thing. There's not much about him. So, myself, you caught that Justin Hawkins one, which I'm going to watch as soon as we click stop. Yeah. <laughs> I watched a really interesting one. Um, I've not watched anything by this woman before, but she's an American therapist that listens to music and talks about the psychology behind the music. That's interesting. And she does it for high rent. Right. And it's like a 45-minute video, and I watched that when I should have been trying to sleep. Like, you know, <laughs> I've been struggling with my sleep so bad recently. And this is why. <laughs> exactly. And I, like, literally, I went to bed so early that night, and then you messaged me about Ren. We got talking. Then I started watching some videos whilst we was talking, and then that came up. And I was like, fuck, it's quarter past midnight. Yeah. Fuck's sake. But th- that was really interesting as well. That's it. Like, I just, yeah, like I said, I just want to know more more about him um, because he, he's incredible. And, like, some of the videos on his on his YouTube as well, like, the uh, some of the retail takes that he's done so he's like taking snip like not snippets is that's not the right word like it's they're almost like remixes in a way of like other songs so the, the one i really fucking love is he's done the verve, the verve bittersweet, bittersweet symphony, symphony and he's almost done like his own take of that so it's like the like the musical chorus yeah um so and then he's walking along the street in like his own take of the verb, like a Monday version, but he's rapping it and the lyrics are genius. It's all about being, about being British, about being in Britain. He's just walking down, I don't know what it looks like a street in Brighton or something, but mm. it could be any high street in Britain, you know, walking past like bloody subway or boots or whatever and the cracks in the pavement. And he's just, and I saw some of the comments of that. They're like, people are like, this makes me proud to be British and I'm not even British. And it did. <laughs> like, I, I, I was like, oh my God, it makes you be proud to be British for like the, just the, the shitty things that make us all British. Like having a fight down an alley. Yeah, or like going on a big piss up and then just like calling your mates and like, oh, you know, just seeing, walking past the homeless person on the street that's begging and then like the bloody young young mum with a push in the pram and stuff. All those little things that we see every day yeah, yeah. that just make up who, well, and like, you know, what our country is. And it, it's just genius. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So there was three that I saw. So there's that. He's done a version of I Shot the Sheriff. I've not watched that one yet. I can't remember what the fucking other one was. I feel like there was one of Foo Fighters one, wasn't there? Oh, was it? Was all my life that. I've seen. I've not watched Is it, but there? I saw the t- I saw the title for it. Right. Okay. So now it wasn't that one. I can't remember what the other one was. Oh, it was um, 
It was a Fat Boy Slim one. What's Fat Boy Slim's like big, big? Song? Oh shit! Yeah, no, I did see that. Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I keep but... I, in my head. I was like, like, where's my head at? But that's fucking uh, Daft Punk, wasn't it? Mm, Is that Daft Punk? Where's no, my I head at? Don't think so. I might Is have been Fat Boy Slim. I can't remember. But anyway, yeah, it does anyway, Fat Boy Slim. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah. Wa I want them to be released as actual songs, like oh, on definitely. Spotify. But I, d I bet you know. I don't know if it works like licensing or what. But yeah, they're, yeah. they're fucking mint. They are mint. Um, the only problem with Ren at the moment is, like I said, I can't consume enough because there's not enough out there. Even songs. Oh, he's only like so many songs. Like He's got a couple like demo albums on there, uh, which I've not listened to in their entirety. But, mm. you know, I've, been, I've like same as you, just been having them on repeat. And it's like, I need more. I need more. Like, release more songs. Like, <laughs> Have you heard the song on the Freckled Angels album called Dizzy Pam? Yes. Where he yeah. like basically talks about the addiction of diazepam, how he starts on it, it makes him feel better. And as it goes on and on, it's the addiction. A fucking water track oh, that is. I know. It's so good. They're so clever. It, I don't use this term lightly, but it's totally apt. He is a genius. He is a genius. He's an actual genius. And, so. I, and I know like, it's really hard to say, isn't it? Because people are like, well, of course you're going to say that. You're talking about something on a podcast and how much we talk about things that we love on the podcast this is and i mean this and bear in mind we spoke about things like fucking martin mcdonough you know banshees and stuff that we were really into this is possibly one of the most passionate things we're talking about on this podcast up to date and i mean this i totally agree like and i want if you don't know who he is i want to share this with you that's it like just to get your opinion yeah yeah, absolutely and i saw one of those things like again i saw some comments that people saying it's like oh i kind of want him to like you know because he's like unknown, it's like, you know, it's a bit like you get become a bit guarded of things where it's like not mainstream. It's like, oh, yo, I've got this thing that I really, I'm really into and I'm really passionate about. And you almost want to protect it. You don't want, oh, oh, I don't want everyone else to know about it. But at the same time, I want everyone to know about it and how oh, fucking God, yeah. good it is. And I'm a bit like that with him. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. I want it all for myself. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then yeah. like, but at the same time, I'm like, every fucking person should be listening to this. Why is he not like a fucking Kardashian level of fame because <laughs> yeah. he, he fucking should be. Why is he not shagging a Kardashian? <laughs> Don't do it, Ren. Don't do it. You're better than that, mate. <laughs> um, um, so I, I, mess I messaged you when we was talking that night, I don't know, we was like back and forth and I've, oh, have you heard this track? And you said, oh, have you seen the video to this? Which I hadn't, so I went and watched the video. And then I, we went quiet for a little bit because we were both clearly just watching videos. And then I messaged you and went, Get on this fucking website now. Yeah. And Have you been on that before? No, no, no. Like I said, it doesn't come up straight away. Um, no, you have to I, go into it. Now, you have yeah. to, and I, even if you put it, put him in Google, he doesn't come up because there's like a couple of other Wrens and stuff. So yeah, yeah it, I literally need to put like Ren Makes Music, I found, to get yeah, the... It was it was under one of his um, YouTube videos, I saw it. Oh, right. See, so yeah, that's so what I mean. Like if you like just Google him, he, not, not a great no. deal comes up. No. Um, but yeah, you like get on this website and it's like an interactive experience and you can go through and it's it's mainly links to different songs and yeah, stuff, isn't yeah. there? There's links to videos, there's links to, so there'll be a video with a picture of him in his wheelchair and the gown from High Ren and yeah. like, you go to that video, there's his store, but then there's like a little hidden secret in the in the website, isn't there? There's like a video game, yeah, you need to find the code and put it in. It's, it's Obviously, it's quite straightforward. It's oh, quite yeah, like, yeah. it's... it's nothing too taxing but even that and it puts like the secret video on it's just so cool like all yeah. that stuff I, I fucking love stuff like that that is what I expect from him yeah and bear in mind I only know about him from his music I don't know anything about the dude because there's nothing about the dude no. but I expect because the, the video is weird the secret video is oh, fucking yeah. weird yeah 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 um, but yeah I when I saw it I was like yeah fairs 
Yeah, like, I, I, this <laughs> yeah. is what I expect. Yeah, absolutely. But again, it's got a powerful message behind it because oh, God, I think all of his stuff isn't done for the sake of it. No, he, you know, there's a meaning and a powerful message behind certainly a lot of the stuff he does. Um, oh, I just, I, I cannot say enough like good things. What I need is I just need someone like. Ren to come on to explain it. We can't talk like, about this with anyone bar Ren. I know, yeah. So that should be our mission now is to get to get to... Ren on the podcast. If we catch him early before he becomes absolute like massive. I mean, he's, he's looking massive. quite fucking big at the minute. But yeah, I um, know. But it's again, you you go around and you ask people. There's still not. Uh, he's still not massive. Well, it's weird, you know, like, because like what made me pay more attention to it was obviously I heard it and I was like, fuck, this is really good. And it became played a lot in, in my house and in my car and stuff. But then like um, Bobby's auntie, she was like, oh, to all the Ren fans, have you seen this? And she she had the Verve one. Oh, really? And then, so there's a guy who, um, when I was in a band years ago, um, there was a few people that used to follow us about a bit. There was a guy called Bushy. Um, older bloke, really into his music. You go to any live gig, Bushy will be there. Right, like, okay. Just, and he's really into his rock. Yeah. Massive into his rock. Um, I, he's one of these that, I expect him to just slag off anything that isn't rock. Right. And he shared high rent and was just like one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Yeah. And yeah, I was just like, this is what it's doing to people. And I fucking, to see that from someone like Bushy, who I would never expect it from. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I was just like, fucking good. Yeah. This is the people it's hitting. Yeah, that's it. Like I was talking to Jenny the other day at work about it and I said, oh, have you seen this? And then, you know, I was just getting messages back like, oh my God, like this, this is insane. Like yeah. I, I I can't believe this. Like, and it's just, it's really nice to get that from back from people when we're sharing it. It's so nice because yeah. that's how I'm feeling. I yeah. want everyone else yeah, to yeah, understand yeah. how I'm feeling. Oh man. Just <sighs> incredible. Check out Ren. Please, please, please. And obviously we're going to call this high Ren and we're going to tag him to shit. Oh yeah. So well, everyone watching, be- <laughs> keep tagging him because even if he just likes it or comments on it, like we'll thanks for the support guys. Berlin. Oh my God. Like that, that'll be the greatest orgasm I ever had. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah. it's like the fucking my god at the minute yeah oh unbelievable yeah um but so thanks yeah thanks for, for that thanks for your non 60 second <laughs> recommendation that has led to this complete obsession that we've now got yeah it's fucking it is insane and i'm loving every minute of it and like yeah, i say sometimes it's nice because i've been so wrapped up in the podcast world like all i do is listen to podcasts now to the point where I only listen to three podcasts and then when I finished it, they've all got like 700 episodes each and all I do is go back to episode one when I'm finished. Yeah. And so it's nice to get music back in my life because I was so massive into music at one point in my life, uh, especially when I was in the band and stuff. And that sort of, I don't know whether it was the breakup of the band because we was doing okay at the time. Yeah, like, you know, I like, saying. It was like, shit, we might do something here. And then unfortunately that broke up and I think I was a bit bitter towards music for a little while. Um, then my music taste completely changed so i'm now very eclectic in what i listen to whereas before it was mainly rock yeah um now fucking everything like you know more into hip-hop and stuff like this and just trying everything out so yeah and fucking thankfully because this has come into my life at the perfect time to get me back into music to make me feel again like yeah. at the time where i just feel like oh i just don't feel much about stuff like I feeling again. Granted, yeah. it makes me feel sad most of his songs. But oh, that's, that's the thing. Like his songs, his songs like like High Rent. It's not an easy listen. No, it's not a something. Pilot's tale. Yeah, exactly. They're not something you can just stick on and listen to. Um, but oh my god, the the weight behind them is is just next level. But he does have tracks that you can just yeah, stick on. he does, he does, and he has ones that you can sing along to, and you, you know they're real quirky. So he's not he's not pigeonholed in that. He can't pigeonhole him. He's just he, 
his, his versatility is insane. Absolutely. Um, where are we? I th- right, this is going to be another Banshees if we don't stop talking about it. We oh, won't yeah, stop yeah. talking We're about it. have to. So I think we should maybe put a pin on that. So please, please, please listen to him. Um, Let us know what you think. I mean, obviously, he's no Drew Flanagan music. Obviously. Um, Oh, and a big push on that as well. Yes. His his live EP is now out on Spotify, Amazon Music, everywhere you get music. Doing really well as well. And his fucking numbers are well, well. He's just ordered some CDs. He's going old school with the CDs. Yeah, I love that. um, Which I think is great. I'm loving it. Yeah, me too. I really am. So again, and we've had some really nice like videos of people enjoying listening to it and stuff, yeah. which I keep sending to him and he's blown away and he's like, absolutely. this is the thing about Drew, like he does what he does and he's so talented, but I don't think Drew realises how talented he is sometimes. Oh no, not at all. And he's just kind of like, oh, just a dickhead that plays a bit of guitar. Well, he even says he's, you know, he's just, he's just, he's not even a musician. What does he say? An enthusiast or something. Yeah, like, yeah. You know? And he's just so incredible. And it, yeah. Yeah. So please listen to Ren, listen to Drew Flanagan music. It's not gonna take long um enjoy yeah enjoy, enjoy what we've just given you if you don't know who ren is absolutely and you know what if you come to us and say it's not for me we ain't gonna slag you off you're wrong but we're not gonna slag you off yeah, no, we want to know why yeah. what it is you don't like about it or whether it's just not your taste um, that's it and it's not yeah. gonna be everyone's taste you, you're, you're never gonna have that but I, I i i would be genuinely shocked if people even if it's not your musical taste can't appreciate the talent behind it absolutely especially with songs like Hi, Ren, and then the Jenny Screech and Violet's tale. Yeah. Because the storytelling itself and the theatrics he does on the guitar in itself is just another level. So, absolutely, absolutely. So enjoy that. So because we spoke about it, just taking a sip of my drink, I got so fucking caught in my mouth because I did not, we just didn't stop talking about it. <laughs> my mouth was so dry at the end. <laughs> fucking listen to what you're doing to me, Ren. Yeah. Um, we decided to chat a little bit of music after this. So we decided to end the episode, which is very weird for us. We're going to end it with a top five. Yeah, we are. And this is actually a top five that was recommended to us from our listeners' picks. It was indeed. So we have gone for, Ryan. Top five film soundtracks. Yes. And I am really excited to talk about this. Me too. Me I think too. we're going to have two the same. I, think I agree. Looking at my list, I think we're going to have two the same. Have you been looking at my notes again? No, but only because two of them we've already spoke about on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and both of them have been like one of my favourite soundtracks of all time. Yeah. So um, I've already shown you I have three A4 sheets of paper for my top five albums. Oh, my days. Only because I wrote the track list. Oh, uh, okay. Just okay. when we're talking about them, I could be like, oh, it's got this artist, this artist. Yeah, this that artist. was good. I did think about doing that. Um, but the reason I didn't do that was because I struggled just to get my top five because there are so, so many incredible film soundtracks. Absolutely. And I just want to clarify, like make sure we're on the same page for this by film soundtracks. What we mean is songs that were put, uh, that are put on the film to make up the film soundtrack. We're not talking about the film score. Not the score, no. So not like the classical music. So like straight away, like when I said this like to Claire, she was like, oh, you'll have Lord of the Rings then, you'll have Blade Runner then, you'll have you'll have this, you'll have that, you know, Jurassic Park or whatever. And it's like, no, we're not no. doing those scores, like the classical themes and scores that have done it. We are doing the, the, songs, sound, the, soundtrack, the soundtrack, the songs. Yeah. So if I can go first, because I just want to make sure that you're okay with this, because this isn't a score, but the film is centered around the, this music. So one of my favorites is A Star Is Born. Okay. Are we accepting that? Yes, absolutely, yep. yeah. So A Star Is Born for me, um, to this day, is still in my CD player in the car. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, even in the new car? 
Uh, not in the new car, but, oh, but you've the new lost one, it. The new one hasn't got a six-disc auto changer. <laughs> bearing in mind, bearing in mind, most cars I've bought in the last ten years have tape decks. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Always yeah. buy bangers. But no, this hasn't made it on. But um, the the Star Is Born soundtrack is one of my favourite soundtracks of all time. Um, I'm more about the first half of it personally. I think all songs hit home very, very well. But the first few songs. So we're talking the ones that have Bradley Cooper mainly singing them. Yeah. Um, so when he, I can't remember what his character's name is. So songs like Black Eyes, um, Digging My Grave, shit like that. Like these are just fucking wicked, like country songs. Yeah, they are. That have something that's so good. Um, obviously, I love Shallow. Shallow won the Oscar, didn't it? Yes, I believe so. Was it that one or was it it's, Remember Us This Way? I think it's got to be Shallow. It that must... was the one that just took over the world. That was one that they performed at the Oscars. And then there was that shot of Bradley Cooper's wife staring at them two, clearly eye-fucking each other. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, you two banged on the set of this film. Um, but if, and the only problem with the album is obviously it's got all the talking in between. Yes. Which is a bit annoying, but you can skip all that. But oh my God, the tracks on this fucking album, the film itself is incredible. Just it is made a powerful, all, oh, powerful very film. powerful. Have you watched any, just, sorry, Go random on. note, have you watched any of the other versions of A Star Is Born? I've never, no. No, me neither. But I'd one's like got to. Chris, Christo- Chris Christopherson in him, I yeah. really like, so it'd be cool to see that. Yeah, because it's all like different genres of music as well, isn't it? Because obviously Bradley Cooper, was this his first directing role? It was, wasn't it? Bradley Cooper? Hmm. Oh, did he direct this? Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm sure this was his first directing role. Are you looking at? Are you? I'm Googling on him. It? I'm on him. Good man. I'm on him. Um, I didn't know if he'd done American Sniper before this. Oh, did he? Was that him? Oh, interesting. Let me have a look. I'm on it. I'm on his thing. We're on his thing. Cool. Director. He did. Ooh. Yeah, just to start. Is that, that's the, is only, that the, one, only, it's the only one he's ever done? Um, and, uh, fucking that film. Oh my God, the film is outstanding. But soundtrack wise, I just think everything on it, like um, La Vie en Rose, just that scene where she's singing La Vie oh, en Rose, yeah. gorgeous. The the music is so powerful. Like it's such a, it's such a strong film in itself anyway. And, you know, I, it was one of them I didn't see straight away. Everyone everyone was going on about it and how great it was. And then it was one of those that was so hyped up that when I went to watch it, I was a little bit like, okay, this has got to be, this has got to be something special Yeah, because everyone has been raving about how good it is. Fucking blew me away. Yeah. I went to see it quite early. So on when I did, sorry, you're in my seat with the guys, we did a trailer episode on that. And this was one of them. And I was like, Oh my God. Oh, this looks good. Big yeah. Bradley Cooper fan. Like he is my, I would say he's probably my number one crush. Not right. not male crush, crush. Okay. Like, I just fucking... I am not kidding you. I question my sexuality coming out of this film. I was just that, like... Fair oh. enough. I, and he's an alcoholic so. fucking... Yeah, he's a like, mess. He pisses he is, himself. He is a mess stage. in this, in this I'm just film. Like, You're such a sexy man, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> I can't cope with you. I love a man who can piss on stage. <laughs> exactly. But uh, I remember leaving the cinema after watching this film, and I was like... I went, um, I went with a girl. It was kind of like our first date, but it wasn't an official date. Uh, and I remember being like, I'm going to cry. I need to get out of here. So we were sat at the very top of the aisle yeah. where you walk straight down. Because I like lots of leg room there, mate. Yeah. And I was like, up, out. And I was like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. And I got to the bottom of the thing to walk out. And I looked up and it was just full of about 140, 50-year-old women just crying their bollocks <laughs> off. All of them were pulling the tissue out from the bras and up their fucking sleeves, just blowing the nose and wiping their eyes. I was like, oh, I'm with you, girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a star is born. That's mine. Uh, yeah. Great, great pull. Uh, I didn't think of that. Um, 
I've gone for a little bit different because A Star Is Born is one of those. Obviously, we didn't didn't plan this going into it. Like um, we just said, not film scores. We've gone soundtracks. Yeah, but I've omitted from my list where they've done specific songs for the film. Obviously, yeah, there's no right or wrong answer I for this. I thought that might have been the case, but I was like, I I've can't written some down form. on like next to my top five that would have been in that this list if I if I'd have picked some of them. Yeah. So I've just gone for ones that it's like existing songs that have been put in, if that makes right, sense. Okay, yeah. So the first one, and I think pretty sure you'll have this because we spoke about it before, Baby Driver. Of course, it's in there. Um, some of the songs on this, most I'd say a good portion of these songs I'd never heard of before going into this film. Okay. Um, and now some of them are some of my favourite songs of all time. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, just... The artist, I mean, fucking, there's 30 tracks on this album yeah, as well. Yeah. 30, is it 30? Yeah, 30 tracks. But like, when you say, so probably the same for me as well. I was like, I didn't really know a lot of these. But then when you look down it, Beach Boys, fucking The Damned, The Commodores, T Rex. Oh, there's big, there's, yeah. Don't get me wrong, there's plenty of songs on there, you know, but there, and there'll be a lot of artists. But even, not the, I can't get my words out. They're not even, um, some of the artists, it's some of the songs that, that, that I didn't really know. Yeah. Like, oh, I agree. Yeah. Queen, what song would you expect, you know? But they've gone for Brighton Rock. Oh yeah, you know Edgar Wright's picked Brighton Rock, which is which I I love that because that's not a Queen song. I don't think I really I don't think I'd heard Brighton Rock before. Oh, I do not. I really like Brighton Rock. Um, but you know, it's one of them that most people, even hardcore Queen, not hardcore, but even big Queen fans wouldn't would probably wouldn't, wouldn't know Brighton Rock first because yeah. it's it's it doesn't make any of the um, greatest hits or anything. And Queen have got you know hundreds of songs, um, but for those that don't know Baby Driver what a film to start with but the whole film is based around the songs this the song the script was written with this alongside the songs of so course which Ed, is what he does a lot anyway isn't it yeah and Edgar Wright one of my favorite directors um I spoke about before how much oh, I loved yeah. it I love Edgar Wright um and he's another one who's he's, he's so clever the way he does it so each scene matches the song perfectly shot for shot step for step you know they'll be firing guns in time to like the drum beats and stuff yeah it's fantastic it is a film driven by the music yeah and what i love is the character baby who, the main character who's got like tinnitus yeah he's got tinnitus. Um, so he has to have music playing all the time to drown it out like drown out the white noise so he has songs for all his moods, how he's feeling. Like if he's about to do like a, a like a heist or a drive, he'll play the song like the the right song for the right moment. And I find like I do that in my life. If, I, if I'm feeling a certain way, I want a certain song to to represent that. You yeah. know, if I'm I'm I do a lot of driving, a lot of commuting, I'm always listening to music like all the time. I'm always absorbing it. Um, that's why I never, I don't really listen to that many podcasts. I've got like mm -hmm. Audible. But I go through phases with that where I listen to one book and then I'll just not listen to it. I've got about 12 credits, which is about a year's <laughs> worth of credits just stacked there because I'm all about music. Yeah. And I find like I can relate in this this way. I love the soundtrack. I've got it on vinyl. Yeah. Um, yeah. You showed me it last time I was at yours. I did. Yeah, I did. I think I put it on, actually. Yes, you did. Um, yeah. I, don't, I don't need to say any more, mm -hmm. really. What a film. Great soundtrack. Go watch it. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously I had Baby Driver as well, so I may as well do one that we've probably both got as well. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 1. I don't have it. Do you not have it? I so, don't have it. <clears throat> Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 1 for me, is one of these films that 
was done perfectly with the soundtrack for people of kind of our age and a little bit older because I couldn't sit there and say to you, oh, that's a song by Raspberries or Blue Suede or whatever, but you know every song that comes on. Yes. Because yeah. it was like, what, 80s, mid-80s, mid yeah, was it? Yeah, maybe even earlier. Maybe like some of the 70s, I think, some of it. And it's just like every track that comes on, you're like, fuck, I know this song. Yeah. You know, even if you don't know much by the, ooh, child, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. going to get easier. Like, even if you just know that bit because you saw it on a DFS advert, you knew the fucking song. Yes, absolutely. And it was so perfectly done and used so well. And, the you know, um, Quill's character being so obsessed with music and it being so important in his life that it becomes quite important to you. Yeah, absolutely, um, yeah. You know, is there a battle between Volume 1 and Volume 2? Might be to others, not for me. No, I don't think so. Um, don't other think than so. Mr. Blue Sky was obviously in the second one, in that one... In fact, this they had the it. chain in Volume 2 as well, by Fleetwood Mac. Oh, they Mac. do have the chain, and that is And they of, had uh, that- George Harrison... Oh, what's it called? Uh, my Sweet Lord. Yeah. I mean, fucking love that song, so... The chain is one of my favourite songs of all time, right? And again, being a bit snobby, <clears throat> before I liked Harry Styles, um, Aaron, my friend Aaron messaged me and said, have you heard the Harry Styles Radio 1 version of The Chain? Right. Have you heard it? I don't think I have. It's fucking incredible. Is it? Oh my God. And I hated Harry Styles before that. I was yeah, just like, okay. oh, fuck off. One Direction print. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit, he does that song justice. Does he? Oh, man, honestly, listen to it on the way home. I will it do, is, yeah. It's, I'm a big uh, Harry Styles a, fan. Yeah, live lounge version. Yeah. Fuck me, it's done so well. Nice. But yeah, so um, yeah, I don't think we've spoke about this soundtrack so much. We spoke about it last it, week. It, on the- it is an incredible soundtrack. It was one of them. As soon as the film came, I went to see the film. I This is back when I had iTunes. I bought it off of iTunes. Oh, really? Straight away, because I was like, I need... Yeah. Like, I think probably as soon as I walked out of the cinema, I bought it, because I was like, I need those songs. Yeah. And that's another film driven by the music, the characters driven by the music, music's so important to them, and that really translates. And that, it was great to see that in a big, massive franchise, probably the biggest franchise in the world at the time, um, you know, in the, in the MCU. So, yeah. And it's a great song. It's not on my list only because... I was obsessed with it at the time and it's one of them now I feel like I, I don't, I've almost listened to it to death. Yeah. I, 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 I binged it all and I, again, I don't want to take anything away from it, but a lot of the songs didn't stick with me, if okay. that makes sense. Okay, I, I, yeah. I love it and I love it in the film, but a lot of them are songs that I will go and listen. I would have chosen to listen, chosen to listen to in my own time. Things like, okay. I don't know, like the bloody Pina Colada song. Yeah. yeah. Like, Okay, it's quirky, but I've listened to it so much now, and I'm like, if it comes on, it's like it kind of annoys me. Oh, right, like, okay, if, if yeah, that, yeah, yeah. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, like, yeah. And so, just because again, I've listened to it death, but it could have been on my list. I've got it on vinyl. You know, it, yeah. is, it is banging. So, yeah, enough said about that. Cool. Um, then in that case, we'll probably only have one the same. I've got two special mentions that might come up on yours, but go on, your turn. Okay, I'm gonna go for one again. We've spoken about, and another one I've got on vinyl. Drive. Yeah, you see. Drive is one of my special mentions. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. It's one of them. It's just so cool. Like it's again, it's one of those films that I don't think, I don't know many people that have actually seen it, but it's Ryan Gosling. He plays like a getaway driver and it's quite stylish, a little bit arty. It's him and like Carrie Mulligan, um, Oscar Isaac's in it. It's a quality film, but it's another one where, I just love the music because it's like the shots of him driving at night, like listen, like listen to the song, like the music's playing. I can't remember that 
the tracks off the top of my head, so I should have written them down. But you know, like it's just cruising through town. And it's like it's just cool as fucking. It gives me like sort of like eighties vibes. Oh, massive! You know, yeah, like it's very eighties and neon, isn't it? That that's film. it. Like neon. That's the word I was looking for. Like eighties neon. It's just so so cool, and it just it just makes that film so stylish. And it's another one. Yeah, I've got it on vinyl. That probably the most beautiful vinyl I've got as well. I showed you that one. The bright like pink neon oh, it's such one. such a sexy vinyl it's that is. so beautiful and I just love that it's just so cool um, I need to watch that film. I haven't watched that film for years no, I you know oh let's have a night where we're getting a bit pissed playing a bit of magic we'll end the night pissed up watching drive oh what a great yeah? night yeah I'm happy with that magic board games pizza beer end the night on drive yeah sounds yeah. great it's, I think it's been added to Netflix so so Bang it's on, net, net, on Netflix now for those that haven't seen it I would definitely be a recommendation oh, go gorgeous. watch Drive because I, again not a lot of people I speak I speak to have seen it Ryan Gosling is one of my favourite actors yeah he's in so my top good. five so yeah. oh, anything yeah. he's in he is incredible yeah. um, do you want to mention anything if it was what your special mention or uh, not really I think you've pretty much given it justice I just think it's one of those that the soundtrack sticks out as much as the film yeah in fact if anything is what reminds me of the film so much. The way he his dress sense, the way he dresses in it, yep. and the soundtrack is what pulls me back to it. That's it. And like, then when I watch him, I'm like, like fuck, like, I've got I can't to remember like, there's, like things like dialogue and stuff. I think yeah. it's all a bit limited anyway. But it's another one, yeah, the, sto- the story's almost told through the music at times. Um, but yeah, the things that I remember from that film, yeah, is I can picture him perfectly. Him in his car. Him in his car with his jacket and his gloves on and stuff. And then... The music. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I am going to go for, I don't know if you've seen this film. This film is outstanding and the soundtrack is unbelievable. Have you ever seen the film Into the Wild? I have seen Into the Wild. Into the Wild is fucking incredible. Now, who plays the main character? What's his name? I always forget. Emile Hirsch. Amelia, is it? Yeah, Emile Hirsch. I fucking love Emile Hirsch. I think he's great. So So good. The idea of the film is, it's a true story, isn't it? True story. uh, A a rich kid who gives up all his money to basically live off the land and just go travelling. And I want to say his name's Christopher McCandless. Something like that. uh, Christopher McCandless. I'm pulling that from somewhere, pulling that from a mind palace. When you pull things, it's normally right as well. You get it from nowhere, but you pull it well. That's what I'm going for. Christopher Canlis, but yeah, carry on. Yeah. Um, well, Bunny Burrows, mate. You got that from nowhere. Oh, fucking did, yeah. I'm still buzzing <laughs> over that. Um, so it's a really good story, and it's just one of these beautiful films that shot perfectly, but is amazingly accompanied by the soundtrack, which every song is written for the film, performed by Eddie Vedder on acoustic guitar. Oh, my God. Eddie Vedder is one of the greatest fucking rockers of all time anyway yeah. who has only got better in his older age you know Pearl Jam was great g- g- growing up in the grunge I never, era I, yeah I never grew up with Pearl Jam they weren't, weren't my thing yeah I, I loved Pearl Jam and I still think they're great now I mean that band has evolved so much over the years yes. been, been together. but him himself and his solo stuff is incredible after this he brought out a full ukulele album which is incredible but this fucking album is so so good and just eddie vedder's beautiful voice and it's so unique eddie vedder's it is, voice, it's isn't it? powerful you can't miss it um so his voice over top of a beautiful acoustic guitar looking at gorgeous scenery with emil hurst just looking over some beautiful beach somewhere whilst he's all rugged because he's not showered in a few days yeah. and he's just enjoying what he's seeing and just living his life it's so beautiful that film From what you're yeah. seeing here you you are experiencing it absolutely that film is like you said it is beautiful i fucking love that film that film genuinely 
inspired me to go traveling. Did it? it I get that. hundred percent. I get that. Um, I watched that. And then at the time, Drew was in Australia and he was on about going to Asia. And I was like, I'd, I'd been out to Australia and met him and we'd done a bit of traveling in Australia, but I was over back over here and I was working and stuff. And I watched that and I was like, I need to go on another adventure like this. Yeah. And yeah, went on a sabbatical from work and then just went traveling around Asia with, with, with Drew Amazing. And, and genuinely into the wild is one of the main, one of the main reasons behind that. And it, that, yeah. And I, you know what? I totally, I totally forgot about that, that film, um, about that soundtrack, especially cause I've got, I, that was another one I bought on iTunes straight away. Yeah. Um, fuck yeah. That, that That'd be my one. I, I would easily swap out most of my my top five for for that. Yeah. That's a great pull. Yeah, it's um also society. Society, yeah, is so obviously I've played guitar for a long time, not played properly in a while. So I I only have a repertoire of about four songs that I still know how to play start to finish. Yeah, society is one that I play the time. Pick the guitar up. Yeah. What's the other one that I fucking love from that? The society in Hard Sun. Oh, Hard Sun is a fucking oh, banger. What what a song. Yeah. Again, uh, yeah. I suppose uh, again, that probably doesn't go into my list because I've not picked songs that were written specifically for the film. Yeah. But what a pull that is! Yeah, it's it's just so amazing. So if you've not seen the film, definitely watch it. Yeah. It's oh, such yeah. a it's such a feel good film with quite a sad ending. Yes, absolutely. But it's very feel good, and you, it's just a masterpiece in what it is. It, just, yeah, you just experience everything visually, you know, audibly. It's just uh, every sense is yeah. is just going off. In fact, it's a true story. It yeah. makes it more, so much more powerful. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, um, and even if you're not into that and you like Eddie Vedder and you've not heard this album, it's fucking you've got to you've got to give it a go. Absolutely, Eddie Vedder is just a legend. Yeah. So, what you got for us? Um, I'm going to go for a random one mm -hmm. that I added in because I've listened to the soundtrack a lot, actually, and it's not really my sort of, normally my sort of thing. I've gone for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Ooh, I'll be honest with you. I don't even know what's on that soundtrack. So let me pull it up. It's not normally things I like, but it's, it's another one where that film is cool as fuck. The mm. art is insane. I absolutely love that. But it, again, it's driven a film driven by the music. Oh, absolutely. So is it is a... a Quite a bit of hip hop and stuff in there. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, there yeah. is, isn't there? Yeah. So your classic hip hops like so it's got uh, like and some oh no one. no it's more like no, I'm joking. <laughs> oh sorry, I wasn't even really listening to I, you I, was, I was reading. Um, so things that, yeah like Sunflower, which like Post Malone. Yeah. Um, Does Post Malone have a couple of tracks on that? Oh, it might, it might do. But like, what's up, Danger? Like, there's some great songs. Yeah. Like I, I all remember these artists now. I do not listen to, like mm -hmm. Lil Wayne. You know. It's it's quite like yeah like hip hop but it's like modern which I quite like because not my go to music I would never put that on so for me this was almost like a gateway into that sort of genre of music you know yes. because he's like a young like young black kid in America so obviously he's going to be listening to this sort of thing he's not going to be having like you fucking shit that I normally listen to yeah, like yeah. you know like classic rock or whatever yeah um and it's just cool like it's just cool as fuck like the whole film is just a wicked film. I love it. Yeah. And that's another one where his character, his emotions that you're seen and felt through the music at the time that plays such a part into it. And it's one of them that I think it was like one of my, I think it was like, a, it was an album. I used to play at the gym quite a lot. Cause a lot of it's like really upbeat and really mm -hmm. cool. It's like, like so some things where he's like flipping through the city and he's like learned to become Spider-Man, like Miles Morales and stuff. Like, 
it's like quite upbeat and quite it gets you going. It's like that feel good factor. Yeah. So it, it's actually really listenable. So that's why I've put it on because it's something a little bit different that I don't normally go for. Um, yeah, really cool, really upbeat, lots of energy. One of those things, yeah, I just stick on, makes me feel good. So you love that art and you love that soundtrack. Yeah. Another recommendation for you. I've told you to watch this before, we never got around to it. Watch Enter Galactic. You've, yeah, you've told me that. Get it. What, yeah. s- same sort of thing. Same art style. Yeah. Same sort of soundtrack. It's fucking brilliant, mate. If, yeah. If that's why you love Into the Spider-Verse, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's more reasons to love Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. You'll love Enter Galactic. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Give it a watch. I'm kind of hoping you come to me and be like, oh my God, a bit like Ren. Like, what, why yeah. didn't I watch this when you told me to before? It's yeah. great, mate. It's, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Nice. Cool. My last one was a last minute pull. Okay. Because I used to listen to this quite a lot. I've not seen the film in fucking years, but I used to watch it all the time. I originally had a film called Rockstar, you know, and the reason I had that, again, so if you've not seen the film Rockstar, it's, um, God, I can't even remember what year it's from. Mark Wahlberg is like in this rock band, like underground rock band. He's obsessed with this other band. The singer storms out and he ends up singing for them and he lives right, this okay. rock style lifestyle. Now, you know my favourite band of all time is Alterbridge, big yes. tattoo of them. So the singer of Alterbridge is in that film right at the very end. Okay. So there's this really cool scene at the beginning where he goes to see his favourite band in concert and like, it's all glam metal. So it's like, ah! Yeah, yeah. And you can't hear the singer over Mark Wahlberg doing it in the crowd. Amazing, right. And they replicate that later on at the end of it when Mark Wahlberg leaves it and it's the fucking lead singer of Alterbridge doing it and his name's Thor. He's like, <laughs> yeah, dude! He's fucking so cool. And I was like, I love that. But I got rid of that for the soundtrack to Almost Famous. I've not seen it. Have you not? No. It's such an amazing fucking film. And the sound, obviously, do you know the premise of it? Uh, no, I don't think so I it's do. About, it's about a groupie, basically. It's about right. a young girl who's a groupie. Okay. Um, everything you, you expect from a young girl being a groupie following a band around, it's, it's a classic, mate. It yeah, is I, so I, good. Yeah, yeah. Is it um, John Cusack? yes is it yeah I can't remember who plays the fucking last in it I can't remember but anyway um, the soundtrack is so good Simon Garfunkel The Who oh yes my. Beach Boys Rod Stewart Leonard Skinner oh my god these are incredible Elton John Led Zeppelin Bowie Cat Stevens oh. like it is a soundtrack to be fucking reckoned that with that sounds mate. insane those and names are unbelievable exactly so the soundtrack itself you can just take away from the film yeah and just be like what a great you know, like dad's rock that you get at fucking Father's Day. You know what they bring out all yeah. the time. It's like that type of album. Um, but the film's great. The songs accompany the film because obviously it's about a young girl following a band about. It's just so fucking good. Yeah, that sounds it is cool. So good, mate. I really want you to watch that film. Yeah, with, with I, it being I, a just, classic as well. Yeah, absolutely. You being into music and and the band scene, I think you'd really enjoy. Yeah, it. Yeah, that sounds sounds incredible. Um, is that you done? That's me done. I've still got two. Have you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I had... Yeah. Baby Driver. Baby Driver, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I've gone for another bit of a random one. 1969. I've gone for Easy Rider. Interesting. I've never seen Easy Rider. I've never seen it. Nope. Do you know the premise of it? Nope. So Easy Rider. So it's basically two bikers um, start traveling through the South, um, and they're just literally... It's just their like sort of journey. It's like a proper like counterculture film at the time. So it was like so, and it was huge. Like it's sort of I studied it at film study at, at, at uni for film studies, and it's like 
Dennis Hopper, Jack Nicholson. Um, why is my mind gone blank for the main character? Um, Peter Fonda. And they basically just travel through the south, like the south of America and southwest. And they're just on the motorbikes cruising through America. And it is just cool as fuck. And it's all about like that sort of culture of uh, America at the time, you know, like the birth of like the hippie movement and, you know, the taking drugs in it. And they're taking drugs in the film, but they actually took drugs. You know, the actors, you know, when they're smoking weed, they're actually smoking weed. Oh, really? When they're dropping acid, they're actually dropping acid. Oh, wow. You know, so it's that that's sort of thing. That's how you did it in the 60s. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I mean. But that was like the birth of that movement. And this film was one of those that, that that sort of gave rise to that. Yeah. And like that sort of that counterculture, like Woodstock era, that it was all that. Yeah. And it's about how they, they then... So it starts off this really cool journey and then the further like south they get and then they sort of mix with like the fucking, you know, like the rednecks and stuff and the clashes and st- and the counterculture clashes. So it's like a massive, it's a great film. You need to watch it because it's a cult classic. Oh God, of course. And it's massive in its, own, in its own right. But that film with the soundtrack is cool as fuck. Like one of the opening scenes, they're just cruising along in these big choppers like big, you know, like American outback. You can just picture it. Cruise along the road. Fucking Steppenwolf, Steppenwolf born to be wild. Yeah, just boy. belting out. I, th- I think that's the song that represents the film as well, isn't yeah, it? Like, absolutely. I, I knew that was the, the yeah. song to that film just because I think everyone's probably either... It's been replicated that much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's just iconic. It's such yeah. an iconic thing. You know, 1969. Yeah. Just crazy. Like, I love... The, I th- I'm sure uh, this is a test of my knowledge again. Was, you know, they got a little bit of money you know, to start filming a little bit of it before they got like, an, and then go back to the producer and say, oh, we've got the, these shots and blah, blah, blah. They just went, like Dennis Hopper, who directs it, just went to fucking Mardi Gras. They just got fuck, fucked up at Mardi Gras, did filmed a load of shit, and then went back with this, with all, the, all this, and then went and made a full film. That's like, how can we get all this shot, this footage of us at Mardi Gras fucked up into a film? <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll create this film around it. It's just, it's just mad. But you know, you've got like Jimi Hendrix songs on there. It's just cool. It's like very... It's very like, um, you know, symptomatic of that time. Like of it course, represents yeah. that era, and well, I just like, love, like you said, it's a Woodstock era, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so. and I love all that sort of music. You know, like what classes like I guess like your dad rock and stuff now. But yeah. it's like there's, there's a good mix on there. But that is that is a quality album, a quality film. Definitely need to watch that. Yeah, cool. So before you go into the last one. I saw an advert for a dad rock album recently that has like, Oh, don't, blink, don't blink, even do it. Blink one, eight, two and green day. On uh, it. Dad rock. Oh no. Oh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I am a dad and that's what I listened to growing up, but like, and you rock and I fucking rock, but obviously towards dad rock is, yeah. I mean, my dad's big into prog rock. So it's all fucking. Yeah. Yes, same. So is my like. dad. Yeah. So yeah, it's ridiculous that we are now listening to blink one, eight, two and dad rock albums. Yeah. <laughs> um, my last one is a bit of a fun one and you might, I don't know how you're going to take this. You'll either, be like sh- you'll either shake your head at me yeah. or you'll be like yes go on I'm going for Shrek 2 okay no, I'll, <laughs> I'll fucking take it mate that album will keep you happy for the rest of that's the day that's it like all of the so many great scenes in that film like and as a kid watching it I didn't know half those songs oh, no, but now not. I know every single one of those songs and if one of those songs come up now you are like it's from Shrek you know you like the, you think of the final shot where it's like, you know, I need a hero and like Jennifer Saunders is the fairy godmother singing it. It's yeah. that epic scene where Shrek and Donkey and Puss in Boots are charging through the castle and stuff and gin, the giant gingerbread man. And it's just so much fun. Like there's like 
covers of like changes by Bowie in there and yeah. stuff. Like it's just it's so much fun. I mean, Shrek 1 as well has got a great soundtrack as well. Oh, God. I but mean, I think Shrek yeah. 2 took it to that next level. And even the songs, well, like, even when you got like bloody Eddie Murphy and Antonio Banderas just singing at the end and stuff, it's just, it is just daft. It's fun. It's one of those, yeah, like I said, if they're one of those songs come on now, everyone knows it and everyone will be like, oh, it's from Shrek. Oh, definitely. I mean, I so I'm a big um, Cat and Crows fan. Right. So, Accidentally in Love. Yeah. Like, I love, I fucking love Cat and Crows anyway. Yeah. Anything they put their hand on is great. So, fucking, yeah, just doing that. I mean, Obviously, there's no Smash Mouth, which makes mm. you sound because Smash Mouth should be everywhere. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll accept Cat and Crows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I went for that one because no, there's, there's so good. many films and so many great ones that I could have put in. But I just thought, you know what, Shrek 2 is fun. It's one of those films. Again, the the music in that film elevates it above like other animated films that are similar because it's like yeah. it's a great film. It's funny. It's it's enjoyable. <laughs> Yeah. Like it's great entertainment, isn't it? And the music plays a big part of that. Um, there is some I just wanted to mention though, because obviously I, I said I've not done what songs, uh, soundtracks that have got songs that were specifically made for it. I've got two for that as well. On my, do you want to go through your two Highlander? Highlander, yeah, obviously, love all, that. All Queen, all Queen. I fucking love that Such album. A banging fucking album. And the next one is fuck, uh, Batman. The 89 um, was it yeah okay yeah yeah it's, oh, the prince album yeah the, yes the, the yes of course yeah fucking wicked um i was really annoyed. so i went to a vinyl fair with my friend aaron and he found that album for a fiver in there and i was like you bastard and i can't find it cheap anywhere oh no it's so, and, and that obviously comes up in uh shawn of the dead it does yeah with yeah, the yeah. throwing the vinyl at the end and it gets to batman it's like don't throw batman <laughs> <laughs> it's, such a, it's such a banging album so go yeah. on what you got on your uh well i want to wrote down which nearly got made my list was train spotting that's banging. The, because there's some great songs on there you know like loads of, like iggy pop and iggy stuff pop, like, yeah um, yeah you British rock like yeah, 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 exactly. But the two that I've written down that were songs written, written specifically for it that probably would have been in my list were Inside uh, Lewin Davis, the Coen Brothers one. No, not come across that. So it's a, you, it, I, again, I love that film. It's so, it's so, not heartfelt. It's not, it's not heartfelt at all. It's basically a folk singer played by Oscar Isaac all right. in like the 60s. 60s trying the folk scene trying to like make it big and they're all like doing it Justin Timberlake's in it Carrie Mulligan's oh, in it oh wow uh, Garrett Hedlund like, how it's have in I not come across this Coen Brothers as well I know that's like, what I mean and, and he sings all the songs it's all folk music and I fucking love it so Adam Driver's in it like it's it's a, a hidden gem of a film great yeah. film great soundtrack um, I'm good because you can't get the soundtrack anywhere now I bought it again on iTunes but it's like I don't have iTunes anymore, iTunes account, I can't yeah, fucking work it. Do, yeah. Um, so, and it's not on Spotify or anything, like oh, they don't have the fuck. rights to it. So I'm like, I've listened to like the odd song, but it's a great, great one. Yeah, yeah. And the other one, which I'm surprised isn't in your list, this is Spinal Tap. That was on, so that and um, Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Right. Were all on my, does it go in, does it not? This is Spinal Tap is such a fucking banging film and soundtrack yeah so good another one i've got on vinyl like i love that all of the songs are fucking genius like you, you have to prop- crank every song to 11 oh yeah absolutely every song the album is incredible it's it, in its own right is a genius rock song it's one of them like tenacious d who made a comedy album but the, the, what's ironic is it about it is the music's incredible oh yeah so like all these like in this is spinal tap 
the music's incredible. The the songs, the the lyrics are catchy. The chorus is great. Like, but the music they're playing, the guitar solos, it fucking does like a mandolin solo at one point on yeah, Stonehenge yeah. and stuff. That was incredible. So if they if that if I was to include so- films with songs written specifically for it, I think this is Spinal Tap would have been top of my list. Yeah, yeah, fucking banging, love it. Yeah, fuck it. Wow. <sighs> been good talking about music hasn't it it's nice to talk about music because it's one of my biggest passions it's up there with everything else up there yeah. with my films and my tv and stuff like like i said i probably consume more music a day than i do anything else yeah 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 like i just i just need music constantly i'm a bit like baby from baby driver like i get more like i'll do more work if i've got music in because then i can just focus i've always been that way i like need that noise yeah it was always the same wasn't it like if I was to get work done at work, I needed headphones. In. Yeah. Because if not, I'd just be distracted by everything that went on because yeah. I'm a fucking five-year-old. <laughs> and if someone says something, I have, to, I have to make an immature joke about it. So it's like, no, headphones in, listen to music. And I, to be fair, my my soundtrack, my, my soundtrack, my uh, playlist is pretty banging as well. Yeah. Um, nice. So I can just play that all fucking day and just crack on with work and, yeah. Oh, it's been good. I've really enjoyed this one. Yeah, me too. I think we've got we got more and more passionate as it as it went on. I think like we started off probably quite a bit bit tired, but you know, it's it's always a bit difficult when it's during the week. It's been a long fucking week as well. It, it has, it really has. Um but yeah, talking about Ren, talking about music, it's it's been lovely. Really it's been bloody up. lovely. It's been it? bloody lovely, I tell thee. <laughs> so guys, if you have enjoyed this, please comment or send us a message. What's your favourite soundtracks? Um, give us suggestions of films we should watch with amazing soundtracks. Please, please, please go and listen to Ren and let us know what you think. Oh my God, yeah. Please add to Drew Flanagan Music's numbers because it's a fucking banging EP. Absolutely. Um, I know quite a few of you already are, so please just carry on listening to him because he is a boy and we can't thank him enough for everything he does for the podcast. Um, yeah, and for us, please just like, share, get involved with um, social media, message us, talk to us. Numbers are healthier than they've ever been. Yeah, which is really, really nice. Um, we hit over, well, it's quite weird. So we hit over a thousand downloads and then it's just been fucking rocketing since rocketing since then. Yeah. I was like, oh, we're, we're at a thousand. That's quite nice for the fact we've only got, you know, 14 episodes out of the time, whatever it was. And since then, we're just slowly making our way to 2000. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> fucking hell, what's going on here? Like, we're expecting half the people to get bored by now. <laughs> this is what happens when we have people like Max and Claire on. People, That's it. They, people bring, listen. They, they bring the numbers, don't they? It's not us. <laughs> people just carry on listening, hoping we bring them back. <laughs> so thank you, everyone, for your support. We really hope you enjoyed this one. We appreciate it's a two-hour episode but we loved it and we hope you and loved Abs- loved it just yeah. as much even absolutely thanks for listening everyone yeah have you got any parting thoughts ryan um you know what i haven't i haven't said i'm, I'm all talked out today <laughs> i'm, I'm literally done yeah that's it i need a drink yeah me too <laughs> right goodbye everyone peace